everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me on this special Action Comics 1000 special edition. It's so special. It's special twice. Can you feel the speciality of the whole thing? Matt, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. You're like Superman or so I hear. Yeah. Pete wouldn't change his shirt to yellow because he claims he doesn't have one. I don't own a yellow shirt. What do you want from me? Just saying. It could have been great. Now it's going to be mediocre. Well, for the people uh, for people listening and not seeing the, the visuals here, Connor's in a red shirt uh, because he wanted to match his hair, and then Matt is kind of in a blue shirt. It's, honestly, yeah, it's, it's not, not that. It's not kind of blue. It is blue. It's not that strong a blue, though, Matt. It's not that no, strong. It's kind of coming off a little bit grey. It is. Well, because it's that steel blue. If I got closer, it would reveal a <laughs> Superman logo, and I can't do that. So, I, I, look, you know, I'm just saying our entire overlay is blue. And your shirt, yeah, by comparison, is looking grey. Well, I'm just saying. And for those listening, Pete's not wearing a shirt, so enjoy that. <laughs> uh, just, just my natural brown hair. Thank you very much uh, this, yeah. this evening. He looks like a rug that jumped up off the floor and is now running amok. And Connor's laughing. You can only because it's a little too close to true. Matt, Matt, you can pretend that they can't see something. You can't make up things they're not hearing. (laughs) No, I just said it looks like your your body hair makes you look like a rug that jumped up off the ground. That's all I'm saying. Oh, but then you said Connor's laughing as if oh that'll trick them. Connor's laughing at my joke. (laughs) To the listeners, he was laughing. I don't know. Exactly. I, I I can have a very silent laugh. You don't. Yeah, it's your soul, Connor. You just ruined it. I, to be fair, I ca- I do sometimes have a really silent laugh. Connor, you've been here for. I mean, you've missed a few, but it's been ninety nine goddamn episodes. They're familiar enough with what it sounds like when you're uh, giggling along. Uh, but not when something's like properly hysterically funny. That's uh, that's when I go silent. Hmm. Wait, I do the opposite. That that that, that is the best motivation I've ever had to be as funny as hell. Yeah, well, you haven't been funny since, so why start now, right? Well, starting off at a positive point on this one, aren't we? What is this episode? This is not a regular episode. In fact, our last episode was number 99. Coming up this weekend is episode 100, where we talk about the rest of the books this week that we read from DC Comics. Hey, yeah, yeah. Are we in the Phantom Zone of Numbers? Is that we, where we are? Kind of, yes, we're in the Phantom We've been banished, Jor-El's put us in the Phantom Zone. Oh, man. I know. What can you say? We tried to over- overthrow Does the... Does that make uh... you jor I mean, uh, Zod, not jor <laughs> Fine. I guess you're you're non, then. Yeah. Connor. <laughs> Connor's <Sorry. Ursula. laughs> oh, yeah. No, Go. I have dibs on Lauron. Lauron was in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Alright, Connor can be mon He was trapped in the Phantom Zone for years. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No one likes him on Supergirl, so... <laughs> <laughs> really not, really not. Uh, oh, they, they started teasing this week, though, that he's going to get his, his proper costume back, so, I mean, that's that's nice. Hey, let me get it back. Well, well no, because he, he had it in the past tense. He says that he used to have this suit, but it got damaged. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I haven't seen the episode yet. Right. Yeah, for, for, for those that don't know, it's basically the inverse of the Superman, where it's a red suit with a blue cape. Yes, but Looks. no logo, just... No logo, yeah. Just all colour. Just all colour, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the thing. Uh, so what we talk about today, though, Action Comics 1000, Milestones, also mm-hmm. 80th 
anniversary of Superman, Action Comics number one, 80 years ago. Uh, not quite today, because we are recording this a day later, but yesterday was the, the 8th birthday. Because it just so happened that the birthday fell on a Wednesday, which is why they pushed the book that month, because, like, hey, yep. we can have it on the actual birthday. Uh, that can't be more perfect, can it? It can't be. <laughs> it's almost like it happened to fall on the same week as our 100th episode. That couldn't have been planned. That couldn't have been predicted. DC moved it at one point, and it's like, oh, you've moved it right into this week. It's great. Yeah. Um, we can only hope they move Detective Comics 1000 next year, a, a few weeks, so it hits a 150. But I, I doubt it'll happen. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. You never know. See where the dates line up. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, actually, Comics 1000, 80-page prestige issue, bunch of stories by a different, bunch of different creators. We'll talk about who the creators are as we go through it. We're going to go through the stories one by one where you talk about them and obviously uh, and I'm glad they did this because it makes it's also better for a format for this show is that the Bender story is at the end so we can save that for the end which is just kind of nice mm-hmm. as the giant ass dog um, who's too senile to be called Crypto started sauntering into the yeah. room his given name is Crypto he just doesn't respond to it so <laughs> audio you know. listeners aren't missing anything no no, he just got up. He was sitting in here with me, and you know, now he's probably gonna go terrorize the cat. So, you know, good job. Yeah. Cat better fight back. Oh, the cat. Oh no, he's afraid of the cat. But I mean, terrorize <laughs> the cat. I mean, he goes and eats the food <laughs> from the cat's room, and then comes back, and there he is, right there. I know he's gonna be loud. So. <laughs> He's so loud. I, I have never heard a dog be that loud. Yeah, it's mostly because he's mostly deaf, so he has no yeah. idea how loud he's being. Uh, it's also the the wood flooring I have in yeah. here. Oh, outside of barking, of course, that's louder. But I just, I just mean in terms of walking yeah, around. That's he's, yeah. he's not much a barker either. That's that's mm. the smaller ones I have. So, but yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Ben's stories last, which is which is great because it felt hey, like well, you could build up to it. I think it also makes just sense from a th- the, the point of it. It's leading into the next things, so it just makes sense to put yeah. it at the end because it's yeah. the only it's the only one that has a cliffhanger because it's going to be yeah. continued. Whereas everything else is either a conclusion in some way to the current runs, even though they're getting another issue or two each, um, and then a lot of the other stuff is just sort of standalone little stories by fairly big creators as, as we're going through this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to tackle these story by story. We'll talk about them, um, and at the end we'll do our usual thing where we pick our best top five we'll pick our best art best cover and so on uh because we can do all that with this one issue because <laughs> there's enough there's what 10 stories there in here i think something like that yeah um and at the end we'll also have a just a general conversation about the importance of superman and what he means to us and matt can basically monologue for about 10 minutes about uh yep. about his favorite boy in blue um and about supporting cast that you may like from that don't exist anymore anyway so Without further ado, let's get cracking into Action Comics 1000. Um, as I scroll through the 10 goddamn covers uh, in the digital version before I get to the, <laughs> the first actual page. Oh, here we go. A lot of, a lot of covers. Lock. Well, and these are just the... The, 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 the regular one, ones. The regular the ones, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was, there's something like 30 retail exclusive covers if you want to go hunting for those. Um, by some very notable ast- uh, artists. Uh, so the first two stories actually are the again kind of making sense in that they're kind of cappers to the current runs. So the first story is by current Action Comics writer uh, Dan Jurgens, who's also done the art on this issue. Uh, mm. Also does art, just just for the record. Dan Jurgens uh, does that. Um, I'm saying that because 
Sorry? Well, no, it's that story that I told a couple of weeks ago about the guy who said, oh, no, I only want artists to draw in my book and walked away. Yeah. Matt, you were here Thank for you. this. Yes, I know. Okay. I'll just, you're, you're looking at me very confused. Like you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, that's just I've been up since 4.30, so it's, you know. Oof. Oof. I'm going to be wonky-eyed. Oof. Right, mm. so this, is, this story is called From the, from the City That Has Everything. And it's super, Superman's in space, he's fighting off alien threats, and Lois, meanwhile, is trying to like, get him to come down because, hey, there's, there's a thing happening, and it turns out there's a Superman Appreciation Day. There's a, you know, there's a stage, there's a bit of a parade, whole whole nine yards, and Superman is kind of reluctant. He's like, no, 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 I've got people to save, I've got aliens to go fight. I don't want to do this, this makes me uncomfortable. All, all this all, no, all like this people credit. Tell me, thank you. Yes, all this credit, it's yeah. not for me. Uh, and... Honestly, the most notable thing about this one is probably the fact that Lois gets to do the shirt opening thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. John yeah. even cracks a joke, hey, she's been waiting to do that all day. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I guess my only critique of the art in that, that page would be that she looks a little bit too upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Almost like, he's making me do this. I, 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 feel, I feel like there should be a bit of a smirk in her face or something, but hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, the art's pretty solid. Dan Jurgen's, uh Obviously, a classic. You know what you get with Germans, yeah. don't you? Yeah, um, Maggie Sawyer's there. She speaks on his behalf, tells a story about him saving people. Um, we get this ex-con who's kind of reformed, and Clark's even like, "Oh, I do, I do remember him." It's, it's this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, and the whole time this is going on, Lois keeps been on the phone, and it sounds like she's talking to Perry. No, no, Clark's busy. He's, he's busy today. You can't call him in. Yeah. But the big twist of the issue, and again, because these are all shorter stories, uh, even this one, which uh-huh. is probably one of the longer ones, is still short compared to a regular. Issue. Yeah. Um, the the whole thing. Wonder Woman sort of stops Superman from running off to go and save the day, and it turns out that the entire time she's been talking to Batman on the phone because the Justice League have been taking care of the threats to make sure he's got yeah. his day to to celebrate. Yeah. And we have the entire yeah, with a little assist from Martian Manhunter throwing throwing some yeah. psychic locks in there. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, and we get get that big doll page of like the entire Justice League and uh, you know some Green Lantern Corps members and uh, Supergirls yeah, there. Everyone. Yeah, Brewster Gold's there. Uh, no Connor, Connor uh, Kent, no, funnily enough. Because uh, he's not back yet. Calm down. He'll be there. <laughs> yet. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> well, that oh. reminds me. Uh, for all the occasion, because the special action 1000, I whipped out Matt's old button, so here you go. Uh, hey, have... this one's much better than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when this one used to make him mad? It did, yeah. yeah. I remember when he got mad at that. that the, the, the have you seen my him? imaginary friend Connor Kent button? Um, Actually, he's real. So I, I did. I did like this first story then, the Jurgens. I like Who's... it. What does the dog yeah. think? That's the important part. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's... Okay. No, but uh, no, I liked it. It was a nice. It was a nice kickoff. Um, you know, it felt of an era though. It felt very much. Not not even of the new Jurgens era, but for very of the nineties Jurgens classic. Yeah. yeah. I would say so, that John that, being there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, other than John being there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it didn't really feel like too much of a capper from from his run, but it was still nice. No, I, I think it's you know, it's it's the perfect way to start the book because it's you know, everyone got there going, Hey, you you know, you're the reason we're all here. And yep. you know, you know that's that's kind of the point. Uh, that's why we're doing this celebration issue. Is like, yeah, you're the you're the reason all of this stuff's happened. So yeah. it, it, it's a nice place to start because of that. Yeah, it works and it works. It's, it's one because I think this one and then the Tomasi one, um, 
And then obviously the Bendis one because it's actually the Nintendo. They're the ones that feel like they're definitely in continuity to an extent. Not yeah. that this has to be. This this could just be a random thing. But I mean, there's no reason why it's not in continuity. There's nothing to say. You know. No, it's just a regular, just a regular day, basically. Yeah, re- regular day with a Superman parade. Um, but no, it 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 all works. And uh, no, at least like I think it's a sweet kind of intro. I mean, let's be honest, most of this book is a love letter to Superman yeah, in some is, way. Yeah. Um, which does take us on to the Tomasi and uh, Gleason, um, which is basically a story told entirely in full page spreads. In fact. You could almost go as far as to say that they're all cover quality. They're all pin-up quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, yeah. They're all, they're all basically posters that just happen to have text. And basically, the, the simple plot of this one is that Vandal Savage is basically trapped Superman in some sort of weird time trap, this time loop thing. Yeah. Which sends him going through... So, it, it, let's be honest. On a meta level, this is an excuse to have a series of pages where Superman's in his various costumes throughout the eras <laughs> doing very similar things we've seen him do in various time periods. So you've got him punching yeah. gangsters, you've got him stopping it's a, a train. History lesson. Yeah. You've got him picking up a tank, you've got all these it's, things. What this is here, this is you know how they did all the variant covers which are all the decades. Mm-hmm. This is that just with a story over the top a story of Story written to it. Pretty much. Uh, that's that's very and, true. Yeah. And I like it how it starts where he's fighting gangsters and he mentions like he can't fly, but he can jump real high and he's super strong. And it's completely different than he moves on to stopping the train and, yeah. you know, and how he feels different through the eras, but he's still pretty much the same, you know, yeah. so. And and it, uh, it does that whole, you know, where he goes, you know, I know I haven't done, couldn't have done this, but I feel like I've done this before. Yep. That, oh, okay. In some ways, kind of all of it has happened. And, yeah. It's, it's, kind of, it's acknowledging yeah. The, the, the reboot nature of comics and the kind of, yeah. you know, Happened yeah, the different, happened. almost parallel dimensions he's jumping into and out of, and but the the one anchor point that keeps him focused is his family, and every time he does something in one of these, it's he jumps out because of his family, and then it throws him into the next yeah. one. And I'm pretty sure most of these pages are references to actual classic moments and something mm-hmm. or another. I mean, there's one that's basically a Dark Knight Rise, uh, not Rises, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, uh, homage yeah. to the Lightning. It, it even thanks uh, Miller on that. Yep. In the signature in the bottom corner. Yeah, you're quite right. You're quite right. Um, and you, you've got the Silver Banshee cover. Um, you've got him in his, uh, you know, uh, return, you know, return of Superman mm-hmm. black outfit. Oh, and, and look, look who's behind him. Um, the Steel and, and uh, the Metropolis Kid. That's funny. Why, why is John wearing that outfit? That's weird. That's, um, that's not. That's not John, buddy. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just seeing a blur. There's like a there's a steel. And then there's like a sort of blur in the other side. Well, so I a see a red and blue time. blur. You're going there. Red, blue, blur. <laughs> I like so so jumping from that page where he's fighting Mongol. Who Mongol's like low key one of my favorite Superman villains, even though he's been more of a he's nothing like Loki. Iron villain, huh? He's nothing like Loki. Every no, time. he's a. It was a that was a joke. Move on. <laughs> I thought I thought say no. I, I can talk for if you want, but they're here to talk Superman. Okay. Um... But after it's it's a uh, animated series uh, villains because you have Jaxer and I can't remember the, the the lady right there. But I mean, it's supposed to be Zod and oh, you mean the uh, yeah the the, the yeah, Superman right. the movie homage almost with the Phantom Zone yeah. glass yeah. and the fortress, yeah. Yeah, but but even the villains are very Dini esque, or not Dini esque, but Tim, the Tim verse, you know. So 
I like that. And then you get the Kingdom Come page, which, you know, seeing Gleason's versions of all of these, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, this is basically, hey, Gleason, sh- show off for 10 pages. Yeah. It, it's basically, it's, it's almost like, like, here's a series of page ideas, and then Tomasi went, okay, I'll kind of do a story that kind of fits all these together somehow, yeah. some way. Um, and I think because of that, there is an almost stiltiness to it, but I can't deny that I had fun flicking through them and being like, yeah. oh, and eh, or ah, no. Yeah, exactly. well, and I think it, part of it's a little cheap, they're all one page, because it kind of feels, you know, cynically, they're padding, right, the 80 pages, but they all look so nice, I don't care. You know, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's paddy. I'd, I'd say it's more like you you can't conventionally do a story story like this for yeah. a lot of reasons. But I think as one story and an anthology, it works well enough. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to get all the just the the art without all the caption boxes on for for yeah. a lot of these. They'd make some great foam backgrounds. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. would. Um. So no, uh, and it ends with him. It's his birthday, and he's got he's got a cake. And again, it, it literally was Superman's birthday. <laughs> the yes. release of this. I haven't counted them, but I assume there's eighty candles because there is yeah. a lot on that cake. No, don't count them. I'm not counting them, but I'm just looking at it. And I'm thinking I don't think that's enough to be eighty. Yeah, but if you think if it goes all the way around as well. Yeah. All right. Okay, but there's a lot on the bottom. Okay, sure, sure. If you if you assume there's double because there's. Like yeah. another side to it. I, I just meant visually. I don't think you can see it. Yeah, so there's, there's at least 40 on that bottom lower, bottom tier right there. Do you think? Yeah, if you count them all the way around. Oh, you know right, I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, it Crypto's there. Crypto's a good boy. We all know that. <laughs> uh, Crypto's a good boy. Yeah. Um, you, you've read that story, right? Crypto, good boy, where it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we'll make sure. Um, yeah, so this, this was called Never Ending Battle uh, by Tomasi and Gleason. So, um, yeah, so there you go. That was story number two. <laughs> um, next up, we got the An, an Enemy Within. Uh, this is uh, by Marv Wolfman, art by Kurt Swan. And as I understand it, this was actually old pages of Kurt Swan's art that Marv Wolfman just sort of wrote a story onto. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's- Page five was courtesy of Superman, the secret years, number two. Yeah. You know, so that, that's really the only one that was finished, uh, of those, uh, with the actual, uh, as I understand it, as it went out. I think page just... five is the final page of that story, yeah. which is the, the, you know, the, the full page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the art looks a bit, a little bit different now, so that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Um, yeah, so this it's basically this story of uh, this guy who's being controlled into this to be a hostage taker, and like you, you know, Maggie Sawyer and that don't realize. Oh wait, no, he's being controlled. It's not really him. Uh, but th- then it turns out, oh no, wait, they're using rubber bullets. Even they're they're being compassionate. Which, <laughs> which I feel with how it goes in the original story, it was not rubber bullets. Um, <laughs> I'm just not. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> I read yeah. that and went, oh, okay, this is kind of, I, I appreciate what they were trying to do because it is Kurt Swan, mm. but Superman really doesn't show up until that last page. No, because it's, so. it's, it's, it's supposed to be about, uh, it was Brainiac is trying to control yeah. people, I, which unfortunately is the only Brainiac story we really get in the in, mm. in the book. Uh, I thought it was okay though, I mean, just just in the idea of Superman, like, oh no, I, my, my faith in people has been, you know, held up because... Yeah. They didn't kill him. No, I, I, right. I don't think it's the best story, but I think it's 
the best that you can get given the challenge of okay here yeah. are these pages now make a superman story out of them yeah <laughs> they did the same in the swamp thing where they took the unfinished right Lin Wien yeah and uh, and wrote around that well they so. never actually wrote around that though they just uh well, just the art and then just the script yeah. stuff, right? Afterwards, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, that, that's why it was just on the back of the, the, the actual main uh, King story, so so that it wasn't on yeah. its own. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, then next up, we had Superman in the game. Uh, this is Paul Levitz and Neil Adams, um, with Adams also doing the art. Uh, which, I have to admit, when I saw those names, I was like, Adams, okay, this is going to be batshit insane. And uh yeah, but he had Blevitz to, to rein him back in. That is true. Well, clearly that's the case because they play yes. a game of chess. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know... It's, God, it's such, like, Silver Age Luther. Like, you know that Levitz couldn't help himself to give him that Gene Hackman-y, maniacal oh, yeah. Luther. And I just, I loved it. Even the fact that he has kryptonite chains come up and like wrap Superman up, mm-hmm. and Superman, you get that big page of him breaking the kryptonite chains. He's like, "Bahoo, bahoo, it's kryptonite!" And he's like, "My friend, Mister Miracle, give me a a mother box," <laughs> and that oh. that let me feel okay for enough time. Sorry, I have a question: Is this only in the digital version? What? I don't think so. Because I'm, I'm. This isn't in my copy, and even I'm looking at the credits page, like the you know the the contents at the start. I go from an enemy within to the car. Uh, so Carl's got a defective copy of Action One Thousand. Hang on, I've got yeah. two copies. Let me check my other one. Check, check the other one because I only I got the digital first, right? Because I couldn't wait. Yeah, as you do. I'm and good. and uh, no, then have... it's not. It's not in the physical copies. Oh snap! Ah. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to buy it for a third time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not very. It's like a four-page story, and it's not the best one in the book by any means. But yeah, but I need to read it. Uh, you, you got a defective Please copy of the book. I had no idea there was a digital exclusive. I didn't either. If, uh, uh, this yeah. is this is news to me. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So well, they're just it, it's their differences as you know Luther's thinking that he has a trap set, but Superman's you know prepared for that by you know invoking a mother box from Scott Free to get him out of the Kryptonite chains. So. Yeah, it's, it's a complete Deus Ex Mac. It's like, oh, can Mother Boxes yeah. do that now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, sure. Uh, and that's basically it. Little Lex Luthor's all grumpy. He's like, ah, that's Superman. I'll get him one day. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's just a goofy little story. And then we go on to the car, which is the Jeff Johns and Richard Donner story with Oliver Coppell on, on the art. Uh, and this is basically almost like a fun little... Uh, I say fun, it's got a very sort of, it's probably got the moodiest tone of the book, but it's, I say fun in the sense that they basically take Action Comics number one, specifically the cover and the idea that Superman wrecked this this, this car full mm-hmm. of gangsters, and it's a gangster getting his car worked on the next day, and, you know, Superman coming to see him to sort of, you know, let him try and convince him to get his life on track, and... Uh, some really good imposing stuff in here. Like the, the the shot of uh on on the second page of this where he's well the guy the mechanics asking him like oh so what did you hit an elephant and you just see this like flashback of like the car lights hitting Superman before it hits him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Really, it's really really. This nice is a man wearing red underwear. Like I felt like that was the the under theme to this was the red <laughs> shorts are back. Actually, honestly, you know? I was surprised in the first story they had them on. I I really thought yeah. it was going to be no trunks until the bend of the story. You know, as if okay, yep. by the end he's got the trunks again. But no, every yeah. single story. Uh, 
the other the other piece of art I really liked it's on the third page, and it's him looking up in the sky, and it's a bird. Hmm. He looks up higher, and it's a plane, and then it's Superman. Like yeah. and it's yeah. such a John's. This is such a John story. This is why John's is my favorite writer because uh, he can take this little you know the cover of Action Comics number one, and then tell a story around that. You know, so and I wonder how much Donner put into. But it's you know I just like to think that they were they came up with it together. Yeah, but John, so, the heavy lifting. There's something surreal about seeing that original costume, but in like modern comic art, like you know here, yep. here you know actually defined and coloured and shading. Yeah, and, I love the the boots, you know, with the the the, 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 the braces up. of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But yeah, and I like the moral of the story too. Superman going, you're you know you're better than this. Like he, the those guys you're hanging out with aren't really you. And he's like, I understand you had a rough upbringing, but, you know, why don't you try to do something good? Yeah. And it, do it's all about how Superman... Exactly. And that's how Superman, you know, how people relate to him. Yeah. Uh, but he, he stops to talk with this guy. Like, Superman doesn't have to, but he goes and finds this guy that was the driver of the car, and they have a conversation, and it just... Man, that's why I love Superman, was in this story. Yeah. Uh, also, it's taken you know the golden age because you know golden age is kind of a rougher time in terms of the comics mm-hmm. because you know Superman and Batman are going around killing people left and right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I times mean, changed. <laughs> that was the thing with with Superman is he operated in the day, Batman operated at night, and Superman wouldn't hesitate to drop a dude off a building, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and and Batman wouldn't hesitate to pull out a gun and ice him. So, which you know, you it's know a, bit it, a different. Time. It's a really dark. I mean, it's almost when you think about it. Imagine like putting that in a movie, Superman as normal, not you know, not under red kryptonite, not under control. Just so Zack ca- Snyder, gotcha. We just casually drop people off buildings because oh, the bad guy, yeah, kill him. That's terrifying. It'd be a great, it'd be a great, you know, threat tactic. You know, like, you gonna get the information? Fine, I'll drop you. Then just you know, yeah, so- go down, catch him. Right now, you're gonna talk. Oh sure, sure, yeah. But just, the, it's just intimidation, sure. But <laughs> some of the, uh, the the comic podcasts I listen to during the week, they've been doing Superman themed, and one of them did a, a, a top supervillains of Superman, right? And uh, one of the guys was talking about Bizarro, and someone's like, "Oh, he's not a villain." He's like, "Yeah, but in the right eyes, he is." And he gave his pitch, what he would love for a Superman movie that'll never happen, is you you start the movie in like the first fifteen minutes, it, it you know you see Superman doing stuff that we see him do. And then suddenly he starts doing bad things. Like he wipes out a bridge. He is, you know, plucking cars off the road and throwing them uh, away. And you come to realize that it's, it's bizarro. Right. And so it, it kind of subverts those things that we think about Superman and, and makes it a little more bizarre. And I thought, man, that'd be great. And it, it'd also pay homage to those early comics where he kind of was just a strong man that really didn't, you know, he didn't have to be a role model. He could just do whatever, and it hmm. would play with that. So I thought it was real cool. Yeah, uh, so that's that's the Johns and Donner story. You know, it, it's with the the gangster going and you know turning on the hydrant for the kids because it's warm in the summer, and they're yeah. you because know, that's that's all the theme of the, the stories. It's this really warm and sweaty. Uh, Connor knows that pain, don't you, Connor? <laughs> oh boy, it's been warm here today, and I I am dying. <laughs> uh, Let me know when you when you come visit the desert, bud. Well, we'll talk about warm. So. Next up, we have this Scott Snyder and Albuquerque. Uh, I'm, I'm on edge now. Every time you say next up, I'm yeah, like, oh, like, oh my, how many stories have I missed? How many, I how many were in my coffee? 
so so yeah, that's the story with uh, Superman and Lex, and they're at the planetarium in Smallville. Um, and it's basically we get like a flashback of like how like Lex should have set himself on fire as a kid, but mm-hmm. Clark was there and actually used his heat vision to like stop it. And I'm like, yep. oh, okay, they're doing the whole you know they're both kids in Smallville origin. Uh, yeah, yep. which co- comes in and out depending on which continuity we're in. But it, to, uh, to me, as a hardcore Superman fan, that is the continuity. Whether it's Secret Origin or um, or uh, Birthright, hmm. like those, those are the ones I, I, that I really prefer because it builds that. Why Lex? It's not just Superman; it's Clark Kent. You know, it's it's the person that he's a polar opposite from. It is, and but it is like, also. I like it for Lex in the idea that I don't know he's secretly from you know he's, he's this small town kid but you know yeah. trying to be better and bigger. Well, they're they're both it gives them a parallel path. Whereas Superman went into the hey I'm gonna do what's best for everybody and help people. Luther's like oh no man I'm making money I'm never gonna yeah. be poor again, you know. And they they both became the peak of their potential. So I like that parallel journey with them and and here I like what Snyder does because. It sets up that that parallel really well through their stories. You know, like it sets them like with Albuquerque in the same room with their past parts. You know, yeah. Like there's no no separate panel; it's all one part. So, yeah. Yeah, and really all, like all all the visuals are all like of like planets behind them and like suns and stars exploding. It's it's all very big and grandiose. Even though they're just in a planetarium, but it gives you the imagery of all this insane stuff like these despite the fact that lex is not up to superman's level physically this is still a feeling that you're, you're watching two titans speak about the the nature of the universe yeah you know they're fighting yeah. for its very existence and so on uh, here here was my question lex knows that clark superman no they, they talk well they talk about the fifth season he goes i got the eye and the scissors to kill you so yeah they, they, they talk about the fifth season and just because you know, like, because Lex is explaining it at first, like right. he doesn't know that that Superman's from somewhere like this that will uh-huh. understand it, and then you know he joins in, and and Lex is like, okay, you get it, you you're from somewhere like here too, not necessarily Smallville, but you know another right. small mm. town that has okay. that same. Because I just thought maybe it's a, it's an out of continuity kind of deal, and they're. Because when I, what does that mean then? I got the eye and the scissors to it's, kill you. It's because that's the the start of the story. That's why he, he's here at the 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 planetarium is he got this you know the what is it the the eye of zotar and yeah. Cronus's time oh scissors. jesus christ all right yeah. this is what happens when you read it at 5 30 in the morning ma- ma- yeah, yeah. Ma- macguffin items that could gotcha. kill yeah Superman. yeah he basically says you <laughs> know you. if you use them together you can cut any genealogy genealogical line from history the... just yeah gotcha okay excuse my ignorance there that yeah. was reading it way too early in the morning uh and i missed that part from the beginning I- i'll be honest, it all Matt, makes sense. i'm surprised you've not read this whole thing like 10 times already <laughs> I I would, but playoff playoff hockey has been going on, and that's been taking up. My uh, let's time. be honest. If we'd been recording just this at the usual time on Saturday, he would have read it a lot more by now. Ah, but then yeah. that episode would be like four hours long. So you you know, yeah. Uh, the the choice is not uh, to be made. Which takes yeah. us on to the story by Francis Manapal. I'm kidding, Connor. Uh, the Tom King stories now. <laughs> <laughs> See that look of fear? I know. Like, don't do this to me. <laughs> I'll 
Yeah. You know, if there's a manifold story, I would have. I, I, I know about, about it. Yeah. yeah. I know about that. Yeah. That's yeah, all right. Um, it was just the first. I'll be honest. It's the it's, first. It's the first creator who's not in the book that I thought of, and went. I went with yeah. it. <laughs> That's all I was. I'm uh, actually really annoyed about this digital thing. Like, I I didn't know about this. I I wouldn't mind if I'd known. So so here's a spoiler. It's not going to be in my top five. You're fine, and it's, it's Neil Adams, point. but. Here's my thing with Neil Adams. I understand what he did for comics, and like he's a legend, and you know he's a grumpy old man, which is life goals for me. Oh, yeah, I think um, he's, he's one of these guys. He did a lot for the the medium in the seventies yeah. and eighties and stuff. But I mean, his stuff now is kind of like you know. It's like, yeah, and I, I don't look to it. Like I tried to read the Reign of the Superman, and it was just yeah, ungood. I, I don't want to necessarily say that he's he's in the same league as Frank Miller, but it's a similar kind of journey where. Yeah. You, go, you go back to the 70s and 80s, Frank Miller. You, you, you're in gold. Yeah. You're in gold the whole way well, through. Yeah, 60s, 70s, Neil Adams, like him him working with Denny O'Neill and whatnot. Like that's lots of legendary stuff, and I'm not taking that away. But now, between his Batman Odyssey works and his reign of, you know, Superman, and what's what, what's his latest one? Is that a dead <sighs> man? Question? Or dead man. Yeah. Yeah. It, the art's just, it's rough, and I get it. He's an older man. Good up to him to, you know, keep it going. But you're not missing that much, Connor. I know, I know. But it's the completionist in me. It means I'm going to have to go and buy it and, and read that now. Your copy's incomplete. Both of them, I know. So, Tom King. Tom King's story uh, with Clayman on the art. And oh boy, the art. Uh, so, oh, I'm, I'm say, so not, glad not, I not, didn't read this when they put it out a few weeks ago. Yeah, they put me it out too. on Twitter, yeah. I was gonna say not manipul, but close. Like, yeah, man is slowly creeping up. Oh, for for me, man's uh, man's ranking higher. But I mean, uh, honestly, the the standout of this story is is Jordi Belair. The the colors are what oh, makes yeah. this what it is. Oh yeah. Well, this is the thing because I know that man's typically. You know, yeah, he, you know, he's very good at it. He's, he's fantastic anyway. But I mean, the, the, that with the coloring, because it's all because at first you think is Superman is, is he in the sun? And, you know, it's it's all you know bright mm-hmm. and you know fiery and red and. And yellow, and there's you know all these uh, sort of lighting effects and all the rest of it. But what this story actually is is, is this is actually Earth. Earth is dying. People have already left. He he implies that people have uh, moved on elsewhere, and he even says that Lois has been taking something to still be alive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the Eternity Formula. Yeah. You know, it, it keeps uh, her. He mentions Earth's been abandoned for about four billion years. Yeah, it's a long for time. A good four billion. Which is yeah. means it's a long time for uh, Lost. Even even if we abandon it in the next twenty years, that's Lost is still four billion odd. Aye, I mean it looks good. He hasn't gone grey at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he talks about John, so we know John's still kicking around. You know. Yeah, and he basically yeah. is sort of like visiting. He's this whole thing where he goes to his parents' grave, like you know, uh, man Park Kent. It's sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's kind of it's almost like he's respecting this place is is like not only his home but that's where they came from. Um, yeah, as the earth it, is dying, it's, it's very sweet. Yeah, so as as, as it goes out and it's going to be consumed, and wherever all the humans have gone, you know, you, you feel like Superman's still shepherding them, as he has, but he has to go and, and pay his last respects, and he leaves that crystal, which I assume is is him with the Kents, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it also kind of looks like him with John and Lois. Too, but I think that's intentional, just in the sense yeah. that um, jo- whenever they draw John with Superman and Lois, it's meant mm-hmm. to evoke imagery of right. him with the Kents. Yeah. Right. 
And so, and I'm I'm the type of person that when I think of Superman, I think of of the Kents first, not the Kryptonians. Like to me, he's a he's a farmer boy from the small town before he's an alien. And so this story, this one, kind of hit me hard, like right right in the heartlight uh, that he's going back and talking to Ma and Pa Kent and how proud he would be or they would be of John because he's just as stubborn as Ma. It's- it's one of these stories that it's, uh, I wasn't expecting at this point in the issue because you know all the others have been you know looking back they're the Fun. greatest hits they're all these yeah. you know the, the 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 past moments and this one's you know it's it's called of tomorrow it's all about okay let's look yeah. forwards and it's one of the only stories here that really does look forwards yeah and what I like about it is that it feels like it's the end, but it's not actually the end because he says, "No, mm-hmm. humans have all moved on. We're all just, you know, this yeah. is a your, your Firefly or your what, you know, your your Expanse, whatever." But people, human beings have just moved to other planets. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's still around, saving not well, Earth, but you know, wherever. Well, yeah. Well, you know, from Legion timeline, right? Like that. That's the year three thousand. So, yeah, this is way past that. Oh, yeah, this is four billion, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three thousand I mean, is nothing in the face of that. <laughs> yeah, well, so I haven't seen much Doctor Who, but I remember an episode where they go to to the end of the Earth and they like the last human and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, uh, I think it's the, the end of season three. Yeah, when, whenever it was. Uh oh. Oh, don't dogs, dogs. I have invaders. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, uh, there's a very touching story. It's probably one of the most emotionally hitting stories I yeah. think in the in, in the yeah. book, uh, which takes us on uh, to five minutes uh, by Louise Simonson uh, and Jerry Ordway on the art, uh, and this is a story about Perry demanding Clark, you've got you got a deadline, five minutes. I need that story on my desk because these things are happening. But of course various disasters start to happen around Metropolis and Superman mm-hmm. he has to go save a train the, the the train conductor the driver he's 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 dropped not quite dead but he's had a heart attack or whatever he's he's, he's passed out and he's having to stop the train and he's saving people he's a uh, Be- Bebo <laughs> needs help is it Bebo? that is Bebo right? Bebo yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm thinking of legends I'm, I'm calling him Bebo uh, you've, yeah you've, uh, you've got bears on the brain I've got a bear on the brain yeah uh, you know wait was this about a Bebo the bear? Bebo the Bear, Bebo the Bear on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Matt. Let's just say you're missing out. It it is the greatest thing in the CW DC universe, and it needs to be incorporated. It is now the Bebo verse. From henceforth, it is the Bebo verse. I'll allow it. Ah, son of. Oh, man, I don't want to spoil it for the audience, Matt, but I'll we'll tell you something after we're done recording, right? I'll, I'll yeah. just tell you, his, his introduction, he is worshipped by Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, after recording, I have to go catch up on Legends. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, yeah. There's something I want to tell you, Matt, about what happens in the Season 3 finale. It's just a mild spoiler to get you excited, but I won't spoil it for the audience, but I'll tell you after we're done recording. But you should all be watching it, because it's awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a live-action cartoon. It's insane. Uh, yeah. And of course, Superman, he goes around, he saves people in the story. Uh, there's a fallen satellite at one point. So he's, he's got the train to save, then he's got the mugging to save, then he's got the fallen satellite. The whole Everything's going wrong. And he gets back. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, thank God for super speed. He gets it down, and he just about finishes it, and Perry's like, ah, sorry, Kent, that's old news. We, we got Superman, train derailments, and everything else. Grab Jimmy, go, off you go. Do, do a story. Yeah, I, mean, I need yeah. a front, uh, what does it say, top of the fold picture. Yeah. There also. Yeah, I, I do love the idea that I've never thought of this before. That the reason why Kent Clark Kent is so bumbling is because he can't actual report because he is the news. 
you know? Yeah, he can't so keep up. He as, soon, as soon as he tries yeah. to, it's like, mm. oh, well, now there's a new story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to Perry, he's always following behind the news because he's, you know, busy with other things. Uh, you know, yeah. whatever that is to Perry White. But no, it's he's Superman and he is the news. Like, mm. you know. I like the idea that the Perry thing he just goes to the toilet for like five minutes yeah. at a time, like yeah. you know, like however many times a day he does this. Yeah, he's a nervous bladder. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I enjoyed the story. I, I think it was nice to get Louise Simonson in there, bring, bring mm-hmm. a, an older name back uh, as well. I mean, obviously, this is not the only example. Obviously, we just met, we're talking about Neil Adams. Not that Connor read that story, but Jerry uh... <laughs> Ordway doing the art too. Yeah, I, was, I know. So it still holds up. Yeah, because uh, Arby, he was he was doing art uh, during the whole you know the nineties death of and all yeah. that, right? He was doing it during yeah. that era, if I remember. Well, yeah, he worked, he worked. I know he worked with Johns on on, yeah. on JSA and whatnot too. Up as late as I want to say two thousand nine. So, um, but yeah, but it's still. I mean, that's a classic DC artist as well. Absolutely. So yeah, it just it gave it that classic feel too. That that could have happened in any era. Like they could have just plucked that story from anywhere in Superman's history, and, and it's oh yeah, there's, there's absolutely nothing in it that would that would say, oh, this is from any particular. I mean, maybe, maybe not the earliest of earliest because of the suits more modern, but basically anything from like the fifties to now, this could be from any yeah. of those decades in terms yeah, of its origin. There's really not anything that dates it, is there? Nah. No, no. Uh, which does take us on to the Paul Denny story uh, with uh, Jose Lucia's Garcia Lopez on the on the oh. art, talking about classic uh, Superman artists. Um, yep. This is called Action Land, and this is a lot. This was a bit weird at first. Like, oh, what's going on here? This, we got that. We got this woman. So it's like a Superman museum, and she's taking the kids around. Oh, I know. I need theme to go park. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's yep. that, Connor? The theme park, not museum. Sorry, theme yeah. park. And they go in this race. Like, oh, there's this. We're, we're going to like be the rocket that left Krypton, and you know, everyone knows who Clark Kent is now. You're going to lift a tractor just like Clark did, and you're going to do all these things. It's like baby Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. see, oh, here's here's the rose gal. Here's all the villains. You get, this, you know, all, you get to fight all the villains who are, I assume are all nerfed. It's like Westworld. It's all the robots that let you in, basically. And well, then, yeah, you're you're not. I mean, necessarily fighting them on this, you know, tour. You know what I mean? You're watching Superman handle them, and then the Justice League shows up. In which case, it's a missed opportunity. They, they should get the Westworld uh, hosts to pretend to be the villains so you can beat them up. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out here in this Justice League. Uh, if you look at, at Supergirl's costume, mm-hmm. it's it's the you know the very was that sixties seventies seventies I think yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Most I, of the designs on it are very uh, JLA year one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just turning that page and seeing that, I was like, oh man, I love Garcia Lopez so much. And then you've just caught Mister Miracle on the end. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's the end thing now. He's 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 hot thanks to Tom King. Uh, yeah. So now he's popping up those references to him, Scott Free popping up all over the place. Um, and at any time the page is like, oh, but then Superman's final battle, the one that finally put him down at the hands of Mixapelic, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then it turns out this entire thing is some weird kinky sex role playing between Mixie and his wife, and it's Mixie. Oh, I'm the one who defeated Superman, therefore I'm the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. And he well, can't and, come and up with the, the ending thing. good enough to stick the landing. He, he, he's, is because he's not defeated him yet, and he's mm. just like, I no. can't do it. I can't but think that, of the perfect story. because well, that's not Mixie. Mixie doesn't actually want to defeat Superman, mm. right? You know. So uh, that reminded me of, of I haven't read the story in forever, so I forgot how it went. And so spoilers for whatever happened in the Man of Tomorrow. At the end of that, it's revealed to be Mixie that's pulled all these strings. 
and it's Alan Moore telling the last Superman story. So uh, that's what I thought this was a reference to uh, until you get to that end page where she just kind of is like, well, no, that's not really who you are. You're still just the the guy, the imp with the, the purple hat. Yeah, you, and... you just like the mischief and the fun. You don't actually want to win. No, exactly. Let's be honest, if he wanted to win, he'd win. Exactly. I mean, he could blink him out of existence if he wanted to. Right, exactly. Like, no, no, not even, and, you know, have to think about it. Yeah. And then you get the other imps, which uh, the Thunderbolt's there, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. That might. And I don't recognize the other one that's there with them. Me so either. If anyone knows, hit us up. I'm um, sure it's a deep cut, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Dini, I just I love how he played with the expectations there. Like, is this a future? Because. Up to this point, again, it was all stuff from the past, except yeah. for the Don King. But, but it's not. It, it, it's just a kinky sex dream, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, no. Uh, but it works now. It, it works with Mixie. Uh, it's a fun story, the fun twist. Uh, which takes us on to the next story. And forgive me, the, the title and credits aren't at the start of this one, so I'll tell you about that as it's, it's at the end. Uh, faster than a speeding bullet. There you by go. Brad Meltzer. Art there you by go. Duncan. Brad Meltzer, there you go. Uh, this might be highly rated by me. That's why I know it. So. That's very good. I, I don't. I don't dislike it. So the whole the whole premise yeah. of this is it all takes place in the space of about five seconds, because mm-hmm. there's a hostage situation going on. There's a guy with a gun to a girl's head, and Superman's flying from you know up in the skyline trying to get to her. And the whole thing plays out very slowly. You see, you see the, the the spark of the gun, the bullets going through the chamber. Uh, I love the the blur effect of Superman's flying towards yep. her, you know, through the sea. Yeah. Like, like he speeds up. Yeah. And he's narrating it's, everything. It's, it's the way it zooms in on him as well, yeah. isn't it? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It has it that. Shows f- great it has that feeling of like uh, I'm thinking about Star Galactica, but they do it in like documentaries and stuff. Where usually during like dog fights with planes, they'll do that thing in documentaries where they zoom in. Yeah. Yep. Mid mid shot like that. that kind of, that's kind of what it feels like almost this this moment. Uh, and he's talking about how it's just physics. Like I'm going to do my best to get to her, but it's just physics at this point. I'm going to be too late. I was too yeah, far away. It's just math. It's numbers. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's like, this is my speed, this is the distance, that's how I've got. I can't do this. But, what, what what he doesn't account for almost is that she actually affects the outcome by just distracting him, just, you know, making him nudge enough that it's going to take that extra split second for the gun to, for the bullet to, to get yeah. there. And it's just Superman bolting in and just putting his hand right next to her head and grab, you know, so the bullet hits his hand instead. Uh, it's a really simple little story, but I actually do like how effective it is. Um, it's a it's a sort of thing though. If it was a joke issue, you could almost have the Flash be done at the last second and do it instead. Yeah, <laughs> and just yeah. have Superman yeah. be like, "Damn it, Barry!" Yeah, <laughs> I was almost I there. Because the there's a girl's name was Lila, and what killed me is she was like, "That was very brave," and she goes, "I just did what Batman would do." Right? <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "That's a joke," and then I'm just gonna read it. He goes, "I knew that." I mean, I mean it though. You should think about joining the police. And he says, you sound like my dad. We're all here for a reason. And then he just up and leaves. And it's a classic Superman pose. He goes, your dad's a smart man. Yeah. And then he has a conversation with Lois about that. And, oh, man, this has made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Because I was worried he wasn't going to make it. Because Brad Meltzer oh. is, I mean, that's the guy that killed Sue Dibney in Identity Crisis. Yeah. So yeah. He can go dark. He can go dark. He's like, a good writer. Not in this issue, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I will say this. I was worried about that. Her, her, and so, her, but no. Her name is Lila, and I, my, my first thought was, if her last name starts with L, then Lois better worry, because, you know, he's got a thing for these types of people, is all I'm saying. Lana Lang, Lori Lamaris, Lois Lane, 
Yeah. I, I'm, sur- I, died, hasn't he? I'm half surprised he's not tried to bang Lex yet. In fact, do you know what? That's what the whole rivalry is. It's just homoerotic tension they've not established yet. They've not, they've not come to terms with it, and it's leading to all this aggression. Oh. And that's that's got to be an Elseworlds already, right? <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's definitely a slash fiction somewhere. Oh, absolutely. No, I have no doubt about that. Super, yeah. Superman uses we'll heat vision cool. on his head and it makes a sort of, sort of glitter ball type effect. So the red beams going off everywhere. Anyway, uh, but no, I, I agree. That's, his brain, though. Yeah. <laughs> this, was a, this was a solid, actually. Fast on the speed bullet was solid. When, when I, Cassidy has time, his work is phenomenal. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I the Superman say... I like is he looks like a regular dude. He's not this big, imposing, mm. you know, yeah, muscle bound guy. He looks like a regular dude, but he's still big, like you can tell. I will say but he seems like a normal Joe. I like the art a lot, except I think the last page suffers a little bit. I think Superman's face is just a little bit in the weird side. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's... Cassidy though. Yeah, I think it, the, mm. uh, it's just that second panel where his eyes are slightly offline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, also the way he's flying away though, I think his knees a little bit weird. It, it kind of feels like he's like at a glance, it almost doesn't look like his knees actually bending. It's just like he's got a really short leg. It's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It just it looks the proportions. Oh, with, the, with the shading, I got that it was yeah. supposed to be bent. Yeah, so. I don't know. It just looks a little bit, uh, I guess, flat to me. I guess rather than. His mm-hmm. knees actually sticking out, if, if that makes any sense. Uh, I gotcha. But like I say, I like the art in the rest of the issue quite a lot. It's just that last page that I thought was a little bit, a little bit okay. rougher compared to the rest of it. Uh, which does actually lead us on to the final story of the big one of the book. Yes, the the, the Bendis and Jim Lee story. Um, I want to congratulate Jim Lee for completing all eight pages without needing the fill-in. Uh, first and foremost, let's oh, well. give him a round of applause. Jim uh, Lee, honestly, eight this pages. is the real reason it was delayed. It wasn't so they could get it for, for the <laughs> birthday. It was like, hang on, Jim Lee's doing the main event at the end. We better give him an yeah. extra month. <laughs> extra month, no. That's a, these eight pages are why he didn't finish the first issue of The Immortal Men. He had to finish these eight pages. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that... Uh, Let's give Jim Lee congratulations, but that first panel is the same panel from Hush, from when Batman knocks him the the poison ah, ivy. Yeah. That wonderful page where Batman punches Superman. It's a great page. Yes, <laughs> is where it comes from. So I open up, I go, "Son of a bitch, he that recycled it." Using his work, self plagiarism. Yeah. No, hey, hey, Jim it's Lee not has ch- to get a hold of this. I didn't call you a hack. That was Connor. There's, I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with tracing if you're tracing your own drawing. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been reusing it and recoloring it and taking the the green out because his neck is very exposed, um, you know. And that was the, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying that looks like Zack Snyder's Superman's had a go arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, this story. So. Well, it, uh, before we before we get into it, okay. I, I want to, I want to build this up because obviously Connor's been saying for months that he's not looking forward to Bendis, right? He's, he's worried. Bendis was coming. He 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 knew it was coming, and he was worried. But but only because it wasn't it wasn't There's a so sweet many message. Jokes I'm not gonna <laughs> it wasn't a sweet message to him. To him, it was a warning. It it, it was a a warning sign mm. of things to come. A plague. A a a, a oh, harbinger. Bendis to a plague, Peter. A harbinger of doom. <laughs> oh, I got damn hair in my mouth. I can't get. <laughs> It's a for having three cats. <laughs> it is. That's just, that'll the beard. That's why the two. Uh, anyway. Peter looks like he's slowly turning into a cat person. This is uh, great. I got it. I got it. Fuck you, you fucker. 
Right. <laughs> so. Well, we can just turn our explicit. <laughs> oh, God. Ben just came indeed. So. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, so. So. The story here is basically, it's basically like a, it's almost like a, you know, at the start of a TV show, you get the scene towards the end of the story and then it'll like jump back. This feels like that scene for this story for Man of Steel. It feels like this actually takes place somewhere in, you know, issue five, maybe, of Man of Steel. Yeah. And it'll, you know, this is what I was getting is, at. Is Jim Lee doing an issue of Man of Steel? Because maybe, maybe he'll just reuse so. these pages. I can't remember, I don't think so. I don't remember him being listed. But there was six different artists, so it's kind of hard to remember. Yeah, Doc yeah, Shainer's doing one. So I know, uh, I know Ivan Reese is doing one of them, right? Yeah, that sounds right. I'd have to double yeah. check who the six arts are. I don't remember Jim Lee doing one of them. I'll be... Sh- I mean, I get that, 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 that'll, that'll be why I didn't finish The Immortal Man if you had to fit in a whole issue of a book. Right. <laughs> no, like so I don't think months. he is, but if he is, it's like, well, you know, here's six, eight pages no, done already. To, I only need to do another 12. Hey, now, to be fair, I don't think they're reusing these pages. I, I think we'll, 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 we'll tell in that yeah. issue that this took place. It'll be clear that this happens in there, but I don't think we'll reuse these eight pages no. in that issue because that, that'll feel quite cheap. I'm not buying an issue just to find out I already had half of it. And... No, I'm with you. Action 1000. Uh, so it's a tease for this, this coming story and we, we get a glimpse of this villain. Obviously, we'll... I don't want to talk about the the final line, the reveal at the end. Yeah, yeah, I want to save that and talk about that on its own. Uh, but basically, Superman's getting his ass kicked. This villain's jumping out. There's some impressive action sequencing. Uh, Supergirl shows up and tries to help fight as well. Gets some punches and gets whacked as well. Um, and it's kind of in traditional Bendis fashion. It's kind of from the perspective of these two bystanders who try to help Superman. The idea that there's these two people trying to you know you know who are being good and trying to help him and like protect him when he's like not able to defend himself. Um, and it's kind of from their perspective. So that's the gist of the story. But before I ask Matt what he thinks, before I give what I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to start this with, what, what, what did Connor think? <laughs> Honestly? Eh. It's not bad. It's inoffensive. I think it's pretty standard and just, okay, It's it's a standard Superman story. And then I get towards uh, to the end. I go, ugh. It, act- it actively unexcites me. Right. Well, we'll save the the end. Like yeah. You say. No, that, that's fine. But just yeah. then, just the, I think the design of the villain is really uninspired. No, I'll, I'll no, give no, you I'm that. Not holding that against Bendis. No, but... no. I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I think the villain. Um, it looks like a, a cross between Doomsday and like I don't know. It's Doomsday if you peel some skin off. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a giant axe. <laughs> he does have a giant axe. I, I think the villain does look kind of generic and comic booky, uh, for better or worse. Here, here's my thing with Bendis, though. I don't typically necessarily rate his like villains in the 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 the, the plot. And I know that sounds like a weird thing to say because that sounds really negative. But what I mean by that is what he does really well is characterization and how the plot yep. affects the characters. So I'm not necessarily worried. That I don't think his villain looks that exciting because. Um, it's more the implications and what what the impact and the fallout of the character is going to be from what it happens with the villain. In his Daredevil run, Matt Murdock is Daredevil's biggest villain. Oh yeah, he goes through yeah. absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, so and it, and it's all the decisions that Matt has to make in order to be Daredevil that end up getting him into trouble. So I look at what's revealed at the end of this and think, okay, well, what's Superman going to do at this? You know, like. How is he going to become his own villain? Hmm. 
Uh, uh, what? What? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I did like it. I suppose I'll get that out of the way. Matt, did you yeah. enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Anytime you can start with with Superman just getting the tar beat out of him, because it's so really rare to see. And I like when you can give him a physical threat. I mean, the uh, Jeff Johns Brainiac, when Brainiac's revealed, and he's this big hulking guy. I, I, it get, it got me. There's, so yeah. Again, going back to the idea of it's from this perspective of the two bystanders, uh, and they're, they're the most bendy in terms of dialogue yeah. for sure. The, the way oh, they're talking big about. time! When they're talking about how heavy he is, and they're yeah. talking about oh, he's the red shorts on, huh? Yeah. You know? So, I think what that does for it is again going back to the idea that it's like it's kind of sweet that they're helping him, but it kind of sells the threat that there's two just normal people trying to drag yeah. Superman off the street because he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, and of course that's when Supergirl shows up during this and she kind of holds the, the fight for a little bit um, d- during this um, and I, I think the action is quite impressive when it gets going I, I think w- what I, I'm sold on from this is how he's going to treat the how, how do I put this how, how he's going to treat how Superman's supposed to feel and how important he is to the people around him I'm already getting that sense from how yeah. these characters interact with him it already has more development for Metropolis than anything in the DCEU. Like, <laughs> you, you, could, you could spoon feed us and tell us that the people cared about Superman, but there's more in these eight pages of like, no, I, Metropolis I, I agree. actually caring about Superman than anything in any of those movies. So, you know. And this I'll is give a you that, but that's, it's, not a, it's not that strong a praise, is it? Do, do you know what I, well, I like? Actually, the villain... Uh, for two reasons, reminds me of Nemesis from Resident Evil 3, right? Yeah. For two reasons. One, it's the teeth, very Nemesis-like, and then two, the fact that he's jumping out of buildings going, Kryptonians! Because yeah. in Resident Evil 3, Nemesis is a beast that's designed to hunt members of the Stars team, so he walks around going, Stars! That reminded, this reminded me of that, with him going, Kryptonians! I think I saw that movie version that was super terrible. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I want no part of it. No. <laughs> want no part of it uh, so I, I like the cowards get a part here I like the cowards swoops in uh, mm-hmm. and gets into the fight Dude, he calls so the, so the bad guy's name is Rogel Czar or Rogel Czar oh, he makes going map oh no right takes your make a second to adjust Matt after you <laughs> plug okay. it in am I, am I good now you're good now yes okay so his name's <laughs> Rogel Czar or is it R however we're pronouncing it and he calls Kara the a cousin sister. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Like I, I assume he... just female cousin. Yeah, but I don't know with, with the way that he speaks and with which he seems to understand Kryptonian culture, like I feel like this is part of the retcon that Bendis is gonna drop on us coming up. Well, you think like, they're gonna do some sort of weird thing where they're actually brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. So so if you use the traditional the John Byrne Man of Steel origin with the birthing matrix, all if it's from the same DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they're all being cloned from from like this, well, not cloned, but created in a lab, essentially, you know, that would change family dynamics. You would think. So I don't know. I think I'm reading into it too close. You, I think you probably are. I, I I just took it as like country speak almost oh not that he would be speaking in country speak but just but his, I, yeah like I, said, I think it's just a way of differentiating between male and female cousins because obviously cousin is uh is, is neutral yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah you, whereas all... you have then sister and brother so but to, it's to... also that those hints that we got you know from from what is it brian cunningham uh, uh, uh over okay. twitter 
yeah, remember okay. so that the, there's big things coming up that, that changes Kara. Yeah. That you know, and yeah, we know that her book just you know hit 20 issues and is gone now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. As, as, as long as the plan for Kara is not to kill her, I'm I'm okay yeah. with uh, yeah, whatever, yeah, they're, yeah. whatever they're going for here. <laughs> I just I feel that like he has big things planned for, and I I don't think that just throwing that word out there like that. I you know. I do like that it feels like she's going to be used in the sense that, yeah, she would show up to help Superman fight because she's just as powerful. Like, she should yeah. be kind of as, as part of that world in that sense. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that she's kind of featuring here, even in this story. Because uh, this is, really, I mean, obviously she's standing around in, like, the, the first story, but she, this is the only story where she has, like, a prominent yep. kind of entrance and part of it. Uh, I will say, actually, and this is obviously a compliment to Dart as well, is uh, once Superman actually starts fighting with them, particularly the... the the page where he hits the glass against the, yeah. the the bookstore, and then he gets driven through it in the next page. I actually think the action is really uh, exciting. It's really yeah. impressive. This is probably the the top Jim Lee work I've seen in a while. Yeah, he, he so much. He brought his A game. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm intrigued to see how this was scripted because obviously you know, Marvel are much looser on their scripting of. Mm-hmm. giving the artists much more leeway in what they do compared to mm. DC traditionally. Although we did have some reports recently that. DC were going to be trying the the Marvel method, so to speak. Yeah, I think it really just depends on the team because I know that that Snyder and Capullo, at first they were at each other's throats. Yeah. And then over time they developed a shorthand where basically Snyder would drop off the script to him yeah. in his in his mailbox and then go, "Look, this is what needs to be in the scene. Feel free to do the rest." You know? Yeah. So, so I, I assume. So here, Snyder gave in is what you're saying. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it wasn't that though, but Capullo <laughs> would also leave room places because he knew there was going to be 15 word bubbles sometimes, you know. Oh, so... that's that shade from Matt. That was a salty little dig there. I like Snyder. It's fine. <laughs> I like Snyder, but he used to calm down the dialogue. <laughs> well, on certain things, when he goes into tech stuff, like oh, that's what killed yeah. Zero Year for me. Like the last issue of it just did not leave a good taste. But you know, ah, metal was fine. Metal was great. I loved metal. I, so, I quite enjoyed metal myself. Uh, looking, looking forward to to, to stuff. But anyway, so let's talk about this last page. So he gets Superman yeah. down. He gets his big sword axe out because the bottom of it's a big blade as well. So it's, yeah. like, a, it's like an axe and a sword in one, Matt. It's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he says, your bloodline must end. So he's, he's after Kryptonians. It's, it's kind of was obvious by him shouting, Kryptonians! Uh, as he was going around. But this is for Kryptonian. The Kryptonian sickness finally ends today. Just like I once promised Jor-El, then he stabs Superman in the chest right through the, the emblem and says, and it goes black at the bottom, it says, when I destroyed the planet Krypton. And then, you know, to be revealed in Man of Steel, that's your end of your, your book and your story. Uh, so, so here's the thing. Right? I, I don't particularly like <laughs> this thing at the end, but it doesn't necessarily bother me either, if that makes any yeah. sense. It annoys yeah. me because it feels like just change for the sake of it. In, in, in the same way that a lot of stuff in the New 52 did, this kind of feels like that to me. It's like, well, we, we have a perfectly good origin that we've been using. This is just like, oh, hey, let's do something new just because we can. Well, no, but here's the thing, Connor. This is not new to bend this on New 52. As far as I'm concerned, this is the exact same thing. Every single time someone wants to take their big crack at Superman, they always try to add something into the Krypton part of it, the, the origin they part do, of it. and I hate it every yeah. time. I agree. I, I, I wish they'd stop doing it. Move forward, do new things. But because they all do it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But I, they were, he was always going yeah. to do this. So, 
So I'm open to Bendis because I've, I've yet to be disappointed really by Bendis. So that said, uh, you guys already brought up change for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. I like that Krypton got destroyed by its own ignorance. And uh, as, do, as do I, actually, yeah. So I because it, it's it makes it tragic that that Superman being the last of his kind is due to the Kryptonians. It's not due to anybody else. That's it. So the fact that you're going to give him a victim complex now because this guy wiped out Krypton to settle some whatever it is, you know. I don't know if I like that, but that said, we don't know anything about this guy, and well, he don't. could just... He could be lying. You know, he could think yeah. he destroyed Krypton and didn't really. That could exactly. be the, the yeah. ultimate reveal. Uh, there's lots of ways for us to go, which is why I think it's pointless in getting angry or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like, and he, that's why I said. I didn't enjoy that final reveal, because like you guys said, it was kind of like a okay, one of these again, you know? Um... Unless it's Brainiac destroying the planet, I really don't need it to come from external sources. Well, I think um, part of the reason why I like that it's it's Kryptons themselves and their own ignorance that lead to their demise, I like that because it feels topical, especially now, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it feels kind of oddly cheap to change it to, no, a big alien dude did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's no lessons to learn here about Earth. Uh, yeah, because just... th- that's part of the thing. That's why he was the only rocket to get off. Because they said, no, we're not leaving. You know, and, and we've just gotten a lot of these stories between, you know, Green Lanterns and then that, that story in Superman about mm. the planets being destroyed and the other people, oh no, that, that that's God's will. We can't leave. Like, and, you know. But like I say, though, I, I think it's pointless to uh, get even remotely upset about this just now. Because yep. even if it turns out to be true, that doesn't necessarily mean. Because the actual writing could otherwise be fantastic uh, yep. through everything he's about to do. And Connor. <laughs> uh, look, I'm I'm definitely not upset or angry about it. I'm just you know to me this was like it was a very you know it was it was fine. It was just standard. It was just like okay, here's a, a base, start of a basic Superman story, and yeah. then you know and then this went and here's your cliffhanger. Here's your thing, your hook to bring you to Man of Steel, and I went ugh. You're gonna read it anyway. It's fine. I wanted. Bendis to write Lois for so long. And that, that, that will, that. Yeah, that will be good. And the reason why I'm emphasizing this so much is that there's no point in getting like upset or angry now because I feel like the comic community, uh, and I think it's because comics are so like fragmented. We get such small chunks that people always try to judge the whole story after one issue or uh, you know after one reveal before letting. Wait, all, let's see how it plays out and how it resolves before Pete, we get upset. What? You're saying comic fans are reactionary. And yes, sometimes yes. Like react to things. Yes, I would have never thought. Just on the occasion, Matt. On the occasion. Okay. On the occasion. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think the problem is this is what they're selling it on. This is what they're saying. Hey, come to Man of Steel to find out about this. That's the advert at the back of this. Yeah, but up till this point, the advert had been Bendis. Huh? You know. So, you know, it's not like this was the first sign that Bendis was coming. You know, he had already started... No, we had many signs that Bendis was coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, he gave the signs <laughs> that he was coming. And signals. So, you know. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of people get upset about it and that it's cheap and it's like, well, let's hold on. And usually, look, I'm usually the one that jumps to conclusions. Yes. Right? Like, that, yeah. that's yeah. my thing. Especially when Gotham's involved in any type, any way. But... I, I've learned, you know, in the last couple of years, yeah. like, especially it, after 52. 
here's my thing, right? So if, if this if this ends up being completely true, he is responsible for Krypton, this will be a couple arcs, and then we'll move on to other things, and it's fine. And we'll we'll forget about it, and we'll move on with our lives. It's not a big deal. Because this, this sort of thing happens in comics all the time. Like I say, my, my biggest annoyance with this is that every goddamn big Superman writer has to put their mark on the origin and insert their thing to retcon into, you know, what's different about the way Krypton died, or how Jor-El sent him here, or, you know, with Supergirl in the 2000s, it was, oh, Jor-El sent you to kill Clark because, like, he he was actually evil and he hated his brother and his nephew. Yeah, and it, so on. It, it really doesn't help coming off fresh off the, the Mr. Oz stuff, does it? No. No, no, that's, that's, that's fair. And, um, and, and to be fair, too, this is all post Doomsday Clock, right? Like, this is what it's supposed to be? Or no? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, no, 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 because uh, that, this will catch up to Doomsday Clock still with the rest of the DCU. Okay. All right. Well, then ignore me, because I thought it was post and it was going to be like a, you know. Which does mean when Superman there... shows up in costume in Doomsday Clock, he should have the trunks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In, in theory. But we've only seen him so, wake so up in bed. Coming... We've not seen him in yeah. costume yet. No, no one's at the end of the first issue. Yeah. So, but no, my my point was going to be that whatever happens in the Doomsday Clock could change. The, you know what I mean? Could change things a little bit going forward. But now that it's, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, Doomsday Clock could wreck on it almost immediately. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know I, mean? <laughs> I do actually think the final page is well told, though. Even if you have a problem with what the reveal itself is, I do think that the going to black. You know, as if Superman's lights are going out, uh, as he says that final line, he gives the final line a sense of importance, uh, even if you if you don't aren't particularly thrilled with what that final line is. Yeah, and as far as we know, this the, the villain. This is the focus of Man of Steel, not so much Superman in Action Comics going forward. I think so. Yeah, I think this is the Man of Steel so, story. Yeah. We'll we'll be done. So even if you don't like it, we'll be done in six weeks, right? It's, it's six issues, right? Yeah. Yeah, six issues. Yeah. It starts starts in the last yeah. week of uh, May. So we, we we get a preview in DC Nation. In a couple of weeks, yep. and then we start in uh, fifth week of May. Yep. So, but yeah, but no, um, overall, though, I, I mean, as much as I, I I complained a little bit about the the reveal at the end, I, I'm actually pretty positive, and I'm I'm excited for Bendis's run here. Uh, seemingly so is Matt. Not so much yep. Connor. I've got little left to add. I don't <laughs> know. I'm just I'm <laughs> underwhelmed. Alright, remember folks, if he does drop Superman in action, you have the uh, Connor's Corner option on Patreon to force him to read it, <laughs> should you wish. Oh boy. <laughs> I want to choke him right now. Oh, just... r- all right. Um, why, yeah. why do you say you want to choke me, Matt? You, 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 you... Not you, Connor. Me, you oh, want okay, to choke me just okay. on the thought that I might be dropping them. That's fine, yes, it is. Uh, so, okay, I think well, let's do the, the best ofs of this first. We'll, we'll round yeah. out the actual action comics. Actually, before we even talk about the best ofs, what do you think of the, 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 the collection as a whole, the the whole issue? I thoroughly enjoyed it because it was a nice celebration of Superman. And I feel like sometimes Superman gets the short shrift when it comes to these celebrations. So the fact that they really went all out for Action 1000 and his whatever birthday this is, I've, I've lost track. 80th, it, Matt, come on. It is 80? Yeah. Yeah. But it's 38. Holy crap. Sometimes I think it's still 2017, even though we're through April. So, yeah. Excuse my brain. I'm terrible at math. I've also been up since 4.30. The only so. reason why I remember it is because it's a nice round number, Matt. Yes, yeah. I know. But for his 80th birthday in Action 1000, it's. I, I feel like we got to celebrate why Superman is so great. And people can share in, in how I feel. Uh, now that means we have Batman's coming up, and it's going to be a 
and we'll be doing the same thing next year with Detective One Thousand. Uh, I'm sure that'll get a special episode with oh, all the Batman love. As if we don't get enough of that. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be making oh, sure there's a. Come on, he gets his day on the. You know, when, yeah. when it actually gets to a. There'll be a special overlay. Connor will do a new theme tune just for that one episode. There'll be a lot of effort going into that Batman Day episode. <laughs> See, it's all right. The the the, the tune for this one—it's already very Superman-y and very heroic. Oh so yeah, of course. Yes. This this one works. Yes. Next next year's Detective Comics episode, there'll be like big drums at Hans Zimmer. And you're be, all dark and brooding. Yeah, be, oh, rrr. no, you, you gotta use the Wonder Woman S theme. You killed my parents. <laughs> Do not mention that theme to me, Matt. <laughs> what, so when we get to Wonder Woman 1000 or whatever, uh, we need the, yeah, Connor's interpretation of the. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll, sound, it'll sound just awful. And you'll be like, what is this shite? And I'll be like, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. it's just him using a, a table saw and a piece of metal like yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I like the I think 1000 actually is rel- sometimes with these anthology books sometimes it'll, you'll come out being hit or miss and for the most part though I like pretty much all the stories to yeah. some degree um, yeah there's a couple I'm not super keen on but overall like yeah, yeah. much more hits than misses it's, it, the whole thing's a love letter to Superman it's, it's, you can just feel the love pouring out of it um, so it's hard, it's hard to complain in that sense. And so I guess with that, we'll we'll do our our picks then. Uh, we'll yeah. start with, I guess, panel slash moment like we normally do in a, a comic week. But now we're just picking it from the stories of Action Comics One Thousand. Uh, so, man, what's your panel slash moment? Oh man, this one's tough because this this issue's full of them. It's probably gonna be from it's it's gonna be from the Tomasi Gleason story, but it's the 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 thirties where he's fighting the gangsters and he's at the traditional. I just love the way that it's laid out. Mm. Crap, now that I think about it, I also love the car <laughs> by Koi Koi Bell. Actually I'm gonna change it. It's it's that sequence of it's a bird, it's a plane. <laughs> yeah. It's a bird, it's a plane. Uh, are you sure Matt? You went through about four yes. options there. You sure you Yeah, sorry, on one? I can't ah, it's very difficult. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um wait, I might no uh, yeah, it's from the car. Alright. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Matt, you're locked down now. No more options. That last one was for effect, I think. Uh, I, honestly, I think for me, I, th- I think I want to go with the uh, this fast on a speeding bullet. I, I kind of want to go for the this flying through the sky. Not just that page, but the page before when it's the, the shot from behind them. You know, the classic shot with the capes kind of floating up. Yeah. The camera. It's just it's a classic, quintessential Superman moment of him flying through the air. In, in the best way possible. Uh, yeah. Flying to help someone. It's the Superman in a nutshell. So, yeah, have that. Connor. Uh, mine's from the, the first story. It's, you know, with the, the League and everyone else there. And, and one woman saying, yeah, yeah, no, we, none, none of us would be here without you. Because that's the whole point of it's this whole true. celebration. It's, that's true. Yep. Uh, in fact, the first thing is, is you could have all the Marvel characters come in and also say the same thing. Yeah. Marvel would not exist without Superman. Right. And, yeah, and, and this, this is the thing. Everyone in, is celebrating this issue. It doesn't matter. You know, we, obviously, we're DC fans here celebrating it, but all the Marvel fans are celebrating it too because, hey, they all know this. This is it. This is what started it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there'd be no Daredevil without Batman. So when we do Detective next year, they can they can all suck it up and show respect then too. Exactly. No, I don't think that's true, but that's us for another time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> all right, best uh, cover we'll do next. I need to look at them here. Mm-hmm. So we're not picking the retailer variants. We're just picking the all oh. the. the they, all the regular variants uh, and the, obviously the main cover as well. Yeah, it's uh, just the decades in the main one, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I actually think out of the, yeah, out of these, I do like the, uh, the 90s one, but I think, honestly, I'm going to have to go with, is that the, uh, I assume they're in order, yeah? Yeah, it yeah. should be. Well, I think it's the 30s. 30s. It's the 30s one I'm picking, I think. Yeah. The 30s is the the gray, or he, uh, it looks like he's holding the train back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like a painting. I like it mm. a lot. Yeah. Um, that's uh, Steve Rude did that cover. Uh, it's very pretty. So that's, that's mine. Connor, Connor, you go next, because I'm going to base mine off of whatever you don't well, pick. See, I'm pretty sure I know what you're picking, and so yeah. I- I'll... Go with a different one. Oh, go on. Yeah. So someone pick the Mana Paul one because you're going to do it. There, there is there no is Mana Paul. Yeah, there is. No, no, there's not. Is there not Mana Paul? No, no, not, not, not in these covers. Oh, it's middle. Maybe it's exclusive. It's the colors look very. The colors look very Mana Paul when it was small. Which, which yeah. one are you looking at? Uh, that's the eighties uh, variant, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the two that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'm gonna go with the the other one. I think just edges it out slightly because uh, which is the the two thousands the 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 Liber Mayo one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that one's, that one's... yeah, floating in the sky. All the all the reds and oranges, and it's just gorgeous. Is Matt going to pick the nineties one with Los on the cover? No, he's going forties. Yeah. So that's what it, it came down to: was the Jurgens in the nineties because that is quintessential Superman. But then the forties by Cho. It looks like I, I can only imagine had Darwin Cook survived, he would have done the '40s cover because mm-hmm. it it feels so much like a Darwin Cook cover, and so that that's what I ended up going with. Uh, so I have to go with the '40s. It's it's you know it looks like an old old timey war bonds. It's it's all you know, in the colors. It's like these really flat colors, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it actually looks like an old comic. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. I I I almost picked up. I took it to the, up to the till. And I was like, no, I, I really shouldn't be buying three copies. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a, an old Sergeant Rock comic, you know, like yeah. So, but it was good. But I also wanted to shout out the the sixties, which my shop didn't have any by the time I got there. Uh, which is it's just so the, the old red one, right? It's all red, but it's mm. got you know the gigantic key for the fortress. It's got the original Bizarros. It's got Superman as a mermaid kissing Laurie Lamaris. Like, yeah, it's I, I, it's I do, just great. I do like for each decade the Action Comics logo matches what it would have been at the yep. time. Yeah, uh, so does the, nice the DC logo. Ah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know if you get that on the digital version. I don't know if you're seeing those. Oh no, yeah, that's there. All, all, yeah. the, all the all the pieces are there. Yeah. Um. Which is nice. So, even the uh, the price tag and the the issue number changes. Yep. Mm. So I like the sixties one. Sixty one looks like a. It looks like it should smell musty. You know, <laughs> an old comic. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all the comic shops have to take it out the back and like stomp on it a little bit just to make <laughs> it bold. <laughs> like like Tarantino did with some stuff from I think was it Great House where they took him outside and drug him behind a car. So they'd have that beat up. Uh, to them. I, I, I do know uh, 
that Spike on the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer, when they when they cast him and they bought his, his leather duster jacket, uh, they're like, yeah. oh, this is really nice, but it needs to look more beat up. They took it outside and drove a car over it. <laughs> yeah, they did that with Indiana Jones' jacket too. Yeah. Um, they should have they done that with the Constantine jacket. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah that, that is, that's my biggest problem with his costume is his coat's too clean. Uh, are we talking the show or are we talking Keanu Teen here? Oh, the show. Okay, just checking. The other, one, the, the, the other one doesn't count. It doesn't exist right, anymore. Just checking, just checking. I know, he's so, he's so precious. Just just saying, don't don't yeah. remind me that that one exists. All right, well, we're on, we're on to best art then of, of the book. So here's, here's, a, here's a task for you. <laughs> Connor! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll I'll give it to to Clayman and and Jordi Belair because you know that's the standout. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck between that and Gleason because Gleason had all the pinup style pages for yeah. the, the the story. Yeah. It's really good, um, and I can't fault that. I do think it's Jim Lee's best work in a while, but I still don't like Jim Lee as much is. as I do some of the like uh, people in here. But everyone's got good. Everyone brought their you know their their A game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Mm. As much as I hate to just pick the same thing, I probably have to go with the uh, Clayman as well with Bel Air. Yeah. Well, that one was that one was fantastic, but there's something as a Superman fan I've always wanted, and that's Koi Pell, Giant Superman. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't I can't deny that. And so, so I got that with the car, and it's as you guys said, it's very moody, and like it it doesn't really kind of it matches the tone because it's why Superman's important and whatnot, and why people like him. But it's got that little bit of darkness to it, and just Superman has a presence throughout. Mm. Like you guys said, with the with the lights, you know that that hit him when the flashback and whatnot. Yeah. So honestly, yeah. I'm not sure there's anyone that you that anyone could have said here no. that have gone, oh, definitely not that one. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, no. All right, well, you didn't get it, but it's uh, Neil it's, Adams. Yeah, uh, Neil Adams is probably the weakest one. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you a word for it. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give it a, a short you know, update on, on my thoughts on that on not, Saturday. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> not to pick Albuquerque just based off of Albuquerque because I you love know, that art so much. It is great, but I will say I don't think Albuquerque's necessarily like Superman. I don't think is the best fit for his art style. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. But I thought here where you know he's not doing a lot of actual Superman. He's just uh, it's it's just you know superman yeah. and lex talking and you got all the just the the, the stars and the planets going on behind them yeah it works well enough but it's just like i think i would never pick an albuquerque superman over someone else who yeah you know really pops a superman i, I do love the way he plays with the shadows though mm-hmm. yeah which is why he's great for horror books <laughs> which is why yeah. i love when albuquerque yeah you know, the entrance where he comes in behind Lex in the shadow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty fantastic. So that leaves us to do our top five stories from the book. And there's about ten or something like that. So uh, there, there's quite an amount to pick from here. Uh, this is quite tough, actually. I feel like I need a list in front of me of the stories. But uh, we've got the, from the city that uh, has everything. Uh, that's the, the Jurgen story. We have... Um, I've got a contents page. Never here. ending. You have a contents page. Yeah, you you tell us then. <laughs> I'm scrolling through the pages. Uh... Yeah, yeah. You got uh, Never Ending Battle was next, which is the Tomasi mm-hmm. Gleason. Yeah. You have uh, Enemy Within, which is a uh, Wolfman and Swan. 
the car, of course, uh, John's, Donna, and Coppell. Uh, fifth season, which was Snyder and Albuquerque. Of Tomorrow, which was King and Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, five Minutes, Simonson and Ordway. Action Land, which was Dini and Garcia Lopez. And then Faster Than Speed at Bullet, which was Meltzer, Cassidy. And of course, the, the Truth, which was Bendis and Lee. Plus the other one that I didn't care. So, <laughs> the game. That was called The Game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Neil uh, Adams and Levis. Suspicion is not on the top five anyway, so it's fine. Actually, no, no, it's my number one, Cora. You missed out. Uh, uh, not getting that. Uh, yeah, people have noticed that uh, Pete just really loves Neil Adams. Like, <laughs> how, how we feel about Albuquerque, he feels about Neil Adams. <laughs> well, Albuquerque, Manipal. I yeah, I, was, I, I love uh, Albuquerque. Uh, we talked about <laughs> Yeah. We've been up too long, guys. Um, all right, Matt, you're going first. So, what's your top yeah. five? So, 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 my number one is Faster Than Speeding Bullet. That story just it hit me. Uh, plus, I love Brad Meltzer. Like uh, number two is the car. Uh, John's come as a surprise. That's another one that, that hit me. Three is a Never Ending Battle by Tomasi and Gleason. Uh, and this is where it gets more tricky because I don't know where to place these next two. But I'm just gonna. Uh, Four is Action Land by Dini and uh, Garcia Lopez for its zaniness and, and you know, mixed, it's going to seem mixy. And then five is Bendis and Lee for the truth. All right, Connor, top five. Okay. My, my list is going to be pretty different, except mm-hmm. that I'm going to share the number one spot with Fastener, Speed, and Bullet. Yeah. Uh, number two. Uh, I'm going to go with Of Tomorrow. Three will be the fifth season. Okay. Four, The Car. Five, Never Ending (laughs) Battle. I'll be honest, the truth is like last or second last. Yeah. I really want to put Of Tomorrow in mind, but those other ones spoke to me more as a Superman fan. But... Yeah, it's yeah. Um, uh, no, nah, this is really, really, really tough. Um, I'm also going to pick Fast and the Speed and Bullet as number one. Actually, I am shocked that we all. Kind it's, it's of the simplicity of it. It's just, it's yeah. just the simple idea of Superman speeding to save someone. That's all it is. Um, that I'll probably put off tomorrow. Number two, the car. Number three. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, Probably Never Ending Battle, number four. And then probably The Truth, number five, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. I can maybe swap those uh, last two. Actually, no, I think I will. I'll put The Truth, number four, Never Ending Battle, number five. I think uh, just because Never Ending Battle is less of an actual story and more a series of pinups. Yeah. But, uh, remember, it, and that's why I love it. I love because it plays with the history of yeah. Superman and the different eras. And, you know, uh, uh, it's almost like a clip show. You know, like, I, I will say the reason that you know the the Bendis one is so far down on my list isn't just because it's you know oh it's, this is the Bendis one I wasn't I'm not looking forward to it but it's the fact that it's not even a complete story all the others are short stories but they are complete stories whereas mm. the Bendis is here's a tease here's a prologue oh I'm glad yeah. it's not a complete story though no no mm. but I I I'm, it's why compared to everything else it feels yeah. like everything else I'm getting it well, the, the, the reason like, no but I, this is the thing though I would feel this was like this would actually annoy me if action 1000 if like the milestone issues where they get all the different stories had nothing that was actually the next incontinuity story 
it, it would really bug me if uh, it completely ignored that. It does. No, it mm-hmm. really does because that, that's why I typically I like when annuals are part of the main story more than standalones. Usually, they can be great standalones. Yeah, obviously, so, that, but... so that's why it edged out of tomorrow is because of what it what it's going to mean going forward. It's part of that. You know, this is where he's going. Yes, yeah, it's, so... it's the excitement of what's to come. It's the yeah. it's all that. Plus, it's plus it's well told, and the the the, the fighting's really well, good. There's that, that too. Yeah, I mean, and and the two ladies talking like that. You know. That was good fun. Yeah. Typical Bendis. And let's be honest, we, we, we like Ben to speak, so we're okay with it. But I do. Take... Honestly, this isn't even too yeah. When I'm getting like all these short stories, I just want short stories at that point. I don't want... Oh, just one that's... Okay, here's something that's coming. I'd rather just have all of it just be these short, complete stories. Hell, I, I'd love if they were all in continuity. And, <laughs> like, all... Not necessarily uncompl- you know, unfinished, but all... Uh, I, I dig that. I don't know. I, I just... Um, I don't want it all to just be sort of random short stories. That's fine, but I need one thing that is important. Because it's actually 1000, it should have something important in it that's... I think the whole thing, just it existing and being the love letter and, and the short stories is, is important in itself, and that's enough. I don't need something that's, oh, this is what you get next. Yeah, you can start that next issue. I don't need that in a 1000. Fine. I don't know. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll I'll say the same next year with Detective. Uh, no, no, Detective should have whatever the next big thing is going to be. Because this is the thing, I'm kind of half assuming the next big run Detective won't actually start until one thousand one. I think yeah. it's, I think it's going to be a series of filling arcs. Probably. Until then, they haven't got yeah that long to kill. Because by the time uh, Hill's done his like outsider setup issue, not that we know there's an outsider's book coming, of course, not that that's been confirmed or heavily hinted at in any way, shape, or form. As I like to say, there's an outside chance of it happening. <laughs> there's an outside chance of the outsider's book happening that's clearly been yeah. set up in an art called On the Outside, set up in Detective Comics, and they've already confirmed that the writer's doing a book after his arc. I mean, what could with, it possibly be? With Katana be? and Black Lightning and Batman, who the only time they're ever on a team, is yeah. it? They're on the outside. So, so, so. I, I, once we get that done, I think we're at something like fifteen issues left before yeah, one thousand. Right, I think we're in mid eighties. Yeah. yeah, and it's keeping up with the double twice monthly. So for now, yeah, I, I think I think they will. I think they want this. I, want, I think I think they want to do this again next year for detective. Yeah. that that's another thing is people are, are saying a thousand's a lot of issues for action, but you have to remember that I think in the seventies or eighties it did weekly. It did weekly for, for a year. Yeah. For a year, so that that sped it up quite a bit. It sped uh, up a bit. I, I think in the grand scheme of things, of eighty years though, it's not actually that sped. No, up. no, but it's it's the reason why it overtook Detective. Oh right. sure, yeah. Well, because Detective actually started earlier, but Batman didn't show up until twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, which will be funny because we'll be celebrating a thousand issues of Detective next year, but Batman actually hasn't been in all a thousand of them. <laughs> no, it started with uh, with uh, what's the one character that was in New Superman? Either uh, the, the uh, Fu true looking dude. Yeah, well, not just that, but the, the oh, Fu on you, Fu on you. That was his name because I remember laughing at how stupid it was. Fu on you. Who was the guy at the docks that was fighting all of them? That that Keenan had become. Mm, Anyways, can't remember that that Slime Bradley. Jesus Christ! Again, go. I've been up way too long. I can't recall. Continuity, like I used to. My dad just has annoyed at himself. He does, though. he does. Yes, I am annoyed at myself. So, yeah, it was Tom Bradley. He was the star of Detective until Batman came along. So, I think we traded up, Matt. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I think we traded up. I think we traded down. That's just me, though. <laughs> you would think that. I would. Anyway, 
So that, that was our favourites of, of Action 1000. Obviously, it was a, a huge issue. Um, I think I want to wrap up this this episode. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, normally if this was a regular show, I'd be like, here's what's coming next week. But no, we're actually still in this week. Episode 100 is coming this week, though. Uh, we'll be talking about all the books per usual. Uh, we're also going to do a top 10. Uh, so you can look forward to that at the, the usual time, and give or take, uh, at the weekend. But uh, to wrap this up, I feel like we should just wrap up by, by just talking a little bit about Superman. And I just I want to ask the question... Uh, Matt, I'll start with you since mm-hmm. you're the one who's the self-proclaimed Superman superfan. Uh, well, who likes Superman? Not me. You can't tell by looking yeah. at my room. Yeah, I'm sure you don't have red trunks on over your pants right now. Uh, so I told you not to tell anybody. I you <laughs> confidence. <laughs> so, uh, why do you like Superman, Matt? Yeah. So, so growing up, he was, you know, he was the first one that I'd seen. There was that uh, 1980s Superboy show. And that, that was on a lot. You know, I don't remember, I don't know why it was on so much, but it was. And then that led my dad to show me the Superman movie. And it was just, from there, it was a go. Uh, I, I, you know, as a kid, I had you know, times where I liked Batman a little bit more. But it wasn't until I had my teenage years that I really found found a love of, of Superman. And he just, he resonates with me. He wants to do good. And I, I look at it as... He's what I want to be. He doesn't get angry and annoyed at things very often. And I wish I could know what that's like. You never will. No, I never will. So he he does inspire. Like, it's weird that this fictional character created 80 years ago can really do some inspiration. Uh, but, yeah, he, he does. No, I, uh, I, I think for me, what I like about Superman is... Most other characters will adapt to the times, and Superman has a little bit because obviously, just some things are. I mean, again, like, like we said earlier, he was killing people in the Golden Age. That should have went away because we refined what the character was. We added yeah. in things, well, you know, because because yeah, flying didn't come till later, Kryptonite didn't come till later, Lex Luthor didn't come till later. All, all the elements we think of as part of Superman. I love that Superman's such an amalgamation from the different mediums. Because, you know, some of these things came from the radio show or the mm-hmm. TV show. Just, yep. you know, budgetary restrictions on these things or, you know, creative things I, that they had to show. It's Kryptonite like, came from the TV show. It wasn't a thing. Or the TV, the, the radio, radio show. Radio yeah. show, yeah. It wasn't a thing until then. And, and you know, he, the, the flying came from the animated show because yeah. they didn't want to draw the constant leaping up and down. So it was much easier just to have a still figure <laughs> and, and roll the background. Which is funny because yeah. I'm sure when they got to live action later on, they thought... Damn it! This would have been easier to just have him jumping over some like miniatures. <laughs> and I, I, I've always loved that he does represent, and throughout his entire history, he's representing the common man. He is that guy that, from as far back as Action Comics number one, he was taking out you know spousal abusers and drunk drivers and you know not not the big you know corrupt businessmen. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always stood against corruption, and that's why Lex Luthor's a perfect villain Well, I, I think the, the, what I was getting to there is that whilst everyone else adapts, I think that there's an element of Superman where when people say, oh, he's outdated, he's cheesy, or he's, he's this, he's that, like, no, the whole idea of Superman is he represents the ideal of trying to be better, to try, to, and that's why he is, the, you know, for, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, he is the Boy Scout. Because he is the one who's trying to be better no matter what. No matter what you throw at him, he will try to maintain that. Because it's worth kind of trying to inspire that. Uh, and the idea that you should try and... You know, not everyone's going to make it all the time. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has their weaknesses. Uh, put me in front of a cake. 
watch if I don't sniff it after a couple minutes. But Connor gets I that joke. Part animal. Like, Matt does not get that joke at all because he's not been watching Lemony Snickers a series of unfortunate events. No, I, I don't <laughs> play a hockey, Pete. Come on. Very difficult. To be honest, the hockey does sound pretty good. It is. Play playoff hockey? What? Oh uh, yeah, you might go watch hockey. Uh, well, tough. It, just... Hey, eighty years. The least you can do is eighty minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Knights clinched. They're fine. They ended. They swept the Kings. Okay. They're the Kings tears. So we're we're good until next Wednesday. But yeah, mm. I'm just saying. I mean, I have time I'm behind on everything. But back to Superman. But yeah, uh, so no, just just the idea that he that the point is it doesn't change when people say, "Oh, he should change because he's not edgy enough," or "He should change because he's he's not cool." I'm like. That's the point. He's not supposed to be cool necessarily. He's supposed to be good no matter what. Um, and Captain America quote of "No, you move," and I feel that that encapsulates Superman more so than Captain mm-hmm. America. You know, whereas time changes, and everyone's going to tell you you need to move, you need to move, and it comes to a point where if you believe in these values, you know, and, and believe this is what's it's all about. And it's like, well, no, everyone else can move. I'm standing my ground. And that's why Superman, I think, has lasted 80 years. Yeah. Um, Superman, of course, a much better character than Captain America as well. Don't at me. It goes without saying. Go ahead, <laughs> at me. I'll take you off. I'm going to show that at my wife real quick and see how she responds. Because she loves herself in Captain America. No, did she love Captain America? Chris Evans. Yeah, did she love Chris Evans, yeah. I'd... That True, she loves Chris Evans. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> I kid difference. you not, she watched the same video of him rescuing a dog from a dog shelter 18 times. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah I, I think he, he, he has this balance. And I think one of the things that I like when talking about him, him and Batman together is that they actually both have that unchanging quality to them. They're, they're both stubborn to their their ideals and their their core. They go about things very differently. There's, there's very there's there's differences in elsewhere, but I think there's that core. No, 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 no. This is this is who I am. This is what I fight for, and I am not backing down from that, no matter what that they share. Yeah, it's 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 always funny to me that yeah, you know, people a lot of people will say, oh, Batman's their favorite. Batman's the most popular, but superman's the one that permeated pop culture in a way that even batman hasn't and like, i remember like the first thing i ever saw to do with superman was i was like you know like four maybe and this is it, it wasn't even superman itself this was a, a british kids puppet show called sooty uh, and it was like a bunch of a bunch of like hand puppets and one of them was called sweep is this this dog and they did a Superman episode where you know the, the dog came from Krypton and you know and, and did the whole rocket. They did the whole thing, and that was obviously b- before I even knew the concept. Of this I was like you know I was, I was like four, but this is before you know before I'm even watching you know Batman animated series anything like that. It's like okay, this is there in everything. I I, I saw that episode, Connor, and all I could think of as I was four years old is. Uh... DC's lawyers were uh, coming for their money. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they were ponying up. Oh yeah, they definitely were. Like, There's a dog from Krypton, and, they, and it's not crypto. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Or Super yeah. Pop Bark Ben. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the the pilot that never went anywhere, Matt. Yeah. It's on the box. Uh, you can watch the pilot for uh, the Adventures of Super Pop. There's <laughs> yeah. a dog called Bark Ben who's you know secretly That's Super fantastic. Pop. Fantastic. Right. He should be rolling roll around with Captain Carrot. It's, it's, it's the worst thing ever, Matt. Don't, don't kid yourself. I don't. No. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Uh, again, I'm the guy that believes that there could be a good Zan and Jane story out there. 
My, the right person to tackle it. So. My first exposure to Superman was uh, probably the first movie. Uh, watched that as a lot as a kid. Had that had that three and four taped off TV. I don't think I saw two until a little bit later. I I, I was I don't think it was until the DVD that I saw two. So you're like, who's Lex Luthor and why isn't Richard Pryor in more comics? Um, Lex Luthor's in the first one, Matt. What are you talking about? What did you said? You had three and four taped I said off. One, so one three and four. And four. Oh, I missed the three and four. Or the one before three. Yeah, and four. one three and four. Yeah, and four didn't seem so stupid as a kid, but obviously, as one once once you get into the double digits, it's like wait a minute, there's something not quite right about this movie. Still <laughs> rather watch that than, than BVS. I, I would yes. too, because it was it's stupid enough. I laugh at it. Oh well, yeah, and the turret was in the right place. Right? Yeah, Chris, like, Christopher Reeve helped develop the story of that one. That's a, that's the thing. Which yeah. is you know, one thing we should probably mention here is all the actors who've played Superman and the, the dreaded Superman curse that's uh, kind of yeah. befell a few of them. Um, all that's happened to Tom Welling is he's fallen into obscurity. He's back on TV again now. He's on Lucifer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget this. Uh, uh, Oliver Queen. Stephen Amell had mm-hmm. posted a picture where they were at a con together. Mm-hmm. And it took I took me a solid five minutes to realize who it was. Jordan, no, that's the thing. I, I, I saw that and I'm like, huh. Yeah, and, and I'm going... You're yeah. telling me that's Tom Welling, but <laughs> I'm having to actually look to see it because I, I think I said this to Peter like a couple of weeks ago. It's like in the you know whatever five six years it's been off the air, he has aged more than the ten years that when it was on the air. Well, eight years yeah. now, but yeah, eight, eight, seven. Two thousand ten, it finished. Eleven, surely. I don't know. I never saw the last season, and you all made me so horrified to go back and try to watch it. So. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I sort of skimmed through. It. I, I didn't really. I think by the last few seasons, I was just kind of. It'll be on, and I'll do other things. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen's secret agent did me in. I've, I've said it before, but I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for Spoilville, even though it's not good. It's the thing that got me to go and read it, comics. Yep, it springboarded me there. That and I mean. Access, you know, oh, no, Wizard Magazine. It was, it was Batman comics. Begins who uh, got me into comics, but uh, yeah. no, I, I, uh, I, I am not fond of Smallville. Um, do, do, you, do you want to know why Tom Welling's looking so sort of rough and old and kind of he's put mm-hmm. on weight? I, I think he found out what his co-stars yeah. were up to, and he, yeah, it's, just, it's, 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 just, it's just made him go. Like, he's just lose himself. He's just like oh, besides himself. Well, Rosenbaum's come out the other side. He's, he seems to be pretty well adjusted. Uh, so. that sure. What's he, what's he even been in recently, though? I feel like I've not seen I him in I His name got brought up on a podcast I was listening to the other day, and I can't remember to what. But he still did a lot of voice work? Yeah, Probably, he does a lot of voice yeah. work. Yeah. He, he's grown his hair back. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's been so, eight years. And even then, he had to wear a bald cap in the finale because he'd not been in the well, show for like four years at that point. He, he might have gone bald again by now. Yeah. That's true, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, he hasn't been... He, it's not his fault. He hasn't been able to be the best Superman, but I think Cavill sells a lot of potential if they no, get the right. I think so. Uh, I mean, obviously, he, he, I think he has potential. Obviously, it's been wasted in the scripts that he's been given and the movies he's yep. been in. Whedon hit on it. He, he scratched that. Oh, he was trying his best. He did what he could. It's, it's but Every time you see him in an interview or a panel for a convention, he just oozes charisma. He smiles. Like, I know. It's like, <laughs> you don't even need to do anything this guy. Just stick no. him in the suit and make him smile, and that's it. Let him be himself, because I feel like him and Clark Kent are, are pretty similar in, you know, in their demeanors. Where 
I, and I'm talking about Smallville Clark Kent, not not you know playing up the part at the Daily Planet, you know. But yeah, he just Gee, smiles Lewis. and he laughs. Got a yeah, golly, exactly. a swell. Yeah, yeah it, it does part. remind me, you know, the, the the story about Christopher Reeves where he he walked through the cafeteria, you know, no no one looks at him, you know, and he walks through you know, like ten minutes later with the costume on, everyone yep. just turns and stares. Exactly. Because you know, it, it's, it's yeah, it, it's just you know the 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 ability to you know to just shrink into the two different roles yeah. essentially yeah yeah well, also how he carried himself you made you made you know? the 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 classic son there you called him christopher reeves just reeve yeah. it's yeah. george reeves christopher reeve yeah i know that i don't know why i said the wrong i thought i, I do it all yeah. the time typing just because it, it'll auto correct one to the other yeah it annoys me but i know oh, I'm about, you know uh yeah. I think for a lot of us, Christopher Reeve is Superman because that's the one we grew up yes. watching. Is yeah. you know, there's a reason why Gary Frank basically just you know steals his face he's when he's when he's yeah. drawing Superman. That's a thing. So poor Brandon Ralph. Poor Brandon Ralph. <laughs> he's, he's the Adam now, though. I think I was the Adam first now, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because of the, his go is as Superman wasn't as good. And he's you he's, know? he's screwing like, things up on Legends constantly. His real life wife was on there. They were flirting. He, he's another one, though. It, it wasn't his no. fault. He, no. he he had potential. I no, don't feel like he should have been Clark Kent, you know? Or he could have been Clark Kent, not Superman. He doesn't have that presence, I don't think. He always looked weird in a costume. Hey, he's not as so, bad as uh, Bosworth as Lois Lane, who we don't mention too much, actually, because it's Lois Lane's birthday as well. She was also yeah. uh, an action uh, number yeah. one. So yeah. my, my favorite uh, comic lady, Lois Lane. Uh, be- best portrayed by Terry Hatcher in Lois and Clark. Yes, I will not argue that. She is fantastic. That's what I'm batting for. Uh, I think think we're all on the same page on that one. Yeah. I I, I think Lawson Clark has the best Lawson and the best Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Great great Ghost Elvis. Yep, yep. Uh, You you guys can't tell because it's it's out of frame, but on Mm. uh, on, right over here is a Lawson Clark uh, poster uh, with her wrapped in the, the cape and then Dean Cain has a Superman like symbol drawn on him in the same exact spot I have my Superman tattoo up here. So mm. Is that what you did you at a tattoo parlor and went, hey, that one that's right there. <laughs> no. Funny is I went in to buy the Superman the movie poster and they threw that one in uh because they were trying to get rid of it. <laughs> right? Because like who else is gonna buy this? There has to be some Superman nut. And I went, that's funny and I rolled up my sleeve and the lady goes, "Huh, that is weird. Same, same arm, same spot." Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't have the the, the muscles of the young uh, <laughs> Dean Kane to <laughs> to really sell no. it. <laughs> no, but but they're getting there, you know. So yeah, all that time <laughs> in the gym's got payoff eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I did you know humble brag here. I did measure them, and they're at nineteen inches. So. Maybe when um you know we're four billion years uh, you know and the Earth's dying right. maybe maybe at that point <laughs> Matt will look like Dean Cain. That's uh, fine, I, say, I say that Dean, Dean Cain is you know an older man now. Uh, don't yeah. don't don't go to his Twitter, guys. You're gonna be really disappointed. Oh, yeah, he's he's a bit of a nut job, isn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. so sad. I know. He, him and uh, what's his face? Because because he was on Supergirl, but also was Sorbo, old. Uh, yeah, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, was he Hercules? That's, I was trying to think of what his, yeah. his show was. It was Hercules. Um, Disappointed. Yeah. Aye, that one. <laughs> um, but hey, so Superman. Superman's a big yeah. thing. Superman's been eight years young and uh, no no sign of slowing down. Yeah, and... he's, he's still 26, really. 
pretty much. Yeah, they put him up there with John. He's he's closer to 30, 36 anymore, but that's all right. I mean, it's sure yeah. that in the last couple of years, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always felt like when they de-aged him to, to like the 25, 26, it was always kind of a mistake because not that he needs to be the elder statement, statesman, but he kind of needs to – him and Batman both kind of need that older guy hmm. kind of vibe, that, that kind of command respect. And even Wonder Woman to an extent. I feel, I feel like the whole Trinity should feel a bit older than everyone else. Yeah. You, you can make out Jordan 25, 26, or even Barry, even with all the, the Flash shenanigans. Mm. That, that I, I feel, works. But Superman, Batman, even Wonder Woman definitely should have a, an old, an elder states person kind of deal to them. That when they talk, you want to listen because they are who they are. And at 25, it, it, you know, 26, it doesn't feel like they've had that much life experience. Doesn't feel authentic. Presence. No. So, yeah, you know. So yeah, I think I think we're done. I think I think I think we're done uh, with our Action Comics One Thousand special. Uh, Of course. Did did, uh, did we get to the eighty minutes? Oh, we're past that. We're at a hundred (laughs) minutes. I think it's safe to say that our hundredth episode this week will also be over a hundred minutes. Where we're we're usually for a hundred minutes, (laughs) two hours is pretty much normal. This Uh, is why we're doing this now. Exactly. Exactly. It it, was a loaded week. uh, Yeah, it it would legitimately be a four-hour show on the uh, the weekend if if we didn't do this in advance first. so here is the special. Um, of course, we'll be back with a hundredth special episode as well later this week. We've got a bunch of comics. Mr. Miracle was out this week, so obviously we always have a good chat about that. Uh, New York on Batman by Tom King. Uh, we're finally getting Jessica's Are past sure? the Green Lanterns. The final of the uh, the the Justice League arc with a uh, priest. Yeah. So you know we've got more Superman to talk about. More yeah. Superman. Uh, the final issue of the the Tomasi Gleason run, although. Kind of. It's the final regular issue, but there's yeah. a special coming next month as yeah. well. Uh, so you, you got all that coming. Uh, uh, Super Suns. And Su- Super Suns, yeah. Keep it Superman focused. Uh, so all that stuff coming uh, in the regular episode, plus a top 10 like we did for episode 52. Because uh, 52 DC, uh, you know, the whole, whole thing. Uh, uh, but hey, so, so let us know what you thought of Action Comics 1000 in the comments. Like, subscribe, all the usual things. Get us on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast. You can find Matt at Matt of Steel 57. Keep it you on brand. You can find Connor at... Connor at Nightfall. Right. And you can find me at Wibble89. And um, if you want to support the show and support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailflizztv. Uh, there's a bunch of things over there. Uh, actually, we got a, a really nice idea uh, from one of our patrons uh, uh, this week, which I think I'm, I, I, I'm going to implement. I've not even told Connor about it yet, but I, I, I imagine he will not object to this idea. Uh, so, basically... Uh, for Screams After Midnight and 121 in Flux, we have The Vault in the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to introduce a, a similar, the, the, the companion to that for Comics from the Multiverse Monthly episode, which is a bonus episode you get if you're a, if you're a patron mm-hmm. at the $5 tier. This is the same kind of thing. It's basically a wish list, a to-do list that our patrons can submit uh, uh, trade paperbacks and collections to, and we in the future might pick one from for an episode, or we might put them in for a vote for one month. Uh, that kind of thing. So that that'll be getting added to the Patreon over the over the weekend as episode one hundred goes up. Calling it the library. Nah, that's too boring. I want something more DCA. The fortress. Uh fortress ain't bad. Uh-huh. Fortress ain't uh, bad. On the Domino's app, that's what I have my house listed as. It's where I the fortress. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's like. Uh, 
the secrets behind the source wall. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what you call it. That's too long. <laughs> the fifth world. Yes, yeah, the fourth world. It's the fifth world. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll call the back cave. We, we can do this speculating off there. They don't need to we, heal. heal we, yeah, they can. There's a title well, for that coming. Course, they have a the great suggestion. All right, that's Bebo, true. Bibo, whoever, like, let's go. <laughs> the 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 Bebo box. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that is that is us. Uh, so once again, thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. This has been our extra special Action One Comics One Thousand episode. Check out our hundredth episode of our regular show this coming weekend. Uh, thank you once again, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Up, up, and away.